This is Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Barrow. I'm JP. And I'm Matty. Feel rusty there, lads, doing the intro. He's managed without me on the weekend show. Kind of uh, muscling my way back into my uh, my usual position here. As, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say head of the table here. Um, tribal cheat? I don't know. Um, <laughs> am I on trial? Is that what this is, Matty? I feel like I got a. You'll never be the head of the table, man, as long as I've got the vote. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got pushed out in that uh, one hour, 40 minute epic weekend show you did on Friday. Um, I, I have done a good job, JP, didn't we? You've done a good <laughs> job. It, it was an epic, wasn't it? It was. Like, it was very, very, I wanted to hear about I thought, I just want to get all the way through the matches of Money in the Bank preview and then try and cut him off before we get to the bloodline stuff. And he did. Oh, he did. I did. I was very, I was very impressed with it. And you were just like, no, you have to talk about this. But it was, it was, it was brilliant. I love recording with you, Matthew. Anytime, JP, of course, my friend. Taking over the podcast and world slowly, aren't you, Matt? You know, to your claps, recurring uh, guests that must see matches, you know. Um, you know, uh, just get, getting, the, getting the tube with Sean Rassap at the weekend, you know, knocking around with Ariel, <laughs> Ariel Helwani and you seem very buddy buddy just based on the photo. I don't know how, how it went uh, behind the scenes, you know, maybe as the man who took that photo, you know, you're, uh, you're moving up in the wrestling media world. That's what it is, Matt. Taking over. I'm just a fan, Ben. You know me. I'm just a fan. <laughs> just, just, just wanting to experience it. You know me, mate. Not trying to step on no one's toes. As Gareth knows that. You know what I mean. I just say to him, just, just and like yet, Gareth's about not it, here, going. JP. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the fucker, you, man. You know, <laughs> well, Matty's here, obviously, because it's, uh, it's a WWE pay-per-view weekend. We've got lots to talk about this week, as uh, you know, me and Matty were in London. Um, pre-show listeners might have heard uh, a couple of uh, bonus stories from uh, from my weekend in London, specifically at the pub on Friday night. But out, if you want to hear that, patreon.com slash grapple. But outside of that, let's get the plugs out of the way quick and easy, JP. You two did the weekend show on Friday. What else is going on? It's a new month. It's July. So, you know, got a fuckload. Uh, it is. Got a fuckload out already, to be honest. I think we put about 12 podcasts out last <laughs> Last week, so we will have had uh, the money's worth uh, this one so far. Oh, absolutely! I'd like to think so as well. And I haven't even. This is just the stuff on the Patreon, by the way, because obviously there's other things that we do there in between. But I'm going to do my best, Michael Fish here, as I'm moving around. So for video viewers, which if you can get to see us, join in the chat as well uh, on the nine pound tier. Uh, you can see the schedule here for July, and I'm just going to see if I can get my right. There we go. Got it on there. So we're starting off with five to one. Best heels slash wrestling games. No, two different categories. Otherwise, that'd be mad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you quite rightly said that if we did wrestling games, it would be a difficult show to do out there as well. So we I think we're all heels, just going to say so the we... same five games from around the That's year 2000s. Yeah. But <laughs> we still want to talk about I... it with uh, the AW game coming out. <laughs> I've realised I probably won't. I'll be going back to when I played wrestling games loads. Oh, I think there's stuff on there that I've You'll be on the there. Atari, won't you, JP? We were one in one of those... Um, you know that NQ64 <laughs> in Tower Math? It's like, you know, they get the play, it's like a bar, but you can go and play games and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. called NQ64. They had a Mega Drive. They had a SNES. They had like a NES. They had an old Xbox. No N64. So we were... Ben, we, have we, you not... We were playing wrestling you games. You've been to arcades, though. 
No, I'm because that one's a bit because that one's like it's up front, like 25 quid in or something like that to do it. Um, that you, Ben. Come on, come on, you're talking to me. Yeah. Pay. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> Whereas in NQ64, it's free to just pick up like the old consoles and play them. Ah, okay. And like, so we were playing like the old like WF Roar and stuff like that. Obviously, we'll talk about it all on the podcast. Like, yeah. a lot of those games haven't aged well. I remember um, trading in all of my old, my, uh, my old games to uh, when WF Warzone came out because I was just convinced that was going to be the future of wrestling video games because it looked realistic to me that looked realistic like the cardboard cutout of Ahmed Johnson looked like it uh, it couldn't possibly be topped so yeah I remember going into uh, into whatever game was in town and trading in like eight of the games I had on PS1 to uh, to be able to buy that one played it again spoiler for the 5 to 1 won't be in me top 5 mate uh, fucking yeah. <laughs> some bad ones really? you, probably, you know what we probably could have fleshed it out Top five and worst five on wrestling games because yeah. there's a lot of those to go to. Uh, yeah, see, to talk about, and it's the pain there as well. But yeah, as Liam says, Scorchio and a Scorchio one to start off with as well. Mm. Second, I'm really looking forward to this one. The deep cut of Lex Luger in the WBF and WWF. Now I'm trying to manage to get my hands up once I can do a conversion for it. But somebody did his interview with Sean Oliver and then intercut it with the actual stuff that happens from the angles as well. So that seems like it'd be a fascinating kind of watch two discs for that. It might be a lot of, a lot of old sexy legs there, but um, so I'll have that out for, you know, I'll make sure those of you who are or patrons going to get a link to that as well. We've got a Dave, and as he pointed out, Dave Bautista, spelled it properly, Dave Bautista yeah. film. I wonder about that. Is that controversial? <laughs> Thoughts, Matty? Shoot name? No, I said that. No, that's a shout. That's a shoot name, isn't it? That's shoot fine. Shoot name is an actor yeah, now. That's fine with me, Ben. Uh, okay, okay. All right. Fair. I mean, he'll be Dave to us. It'll be Dave well, when it? it's getting advertised only for the last year. Dave, like Steve. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and we decide what we're doing. So for you that, think? Dave. For, Dave, God, you Dave. Then. JP for the Dave. <laughs> you could be. That's all right. Me, Dave. I did a good impression of you in the pre-show. I could do. You did exactly when you did the. You're right. So one of those, one of those things, my God, if people listen to the audio for that, you spoke about credibility disappearing, it would have been gone. We would have been dead before we even started. Um, I think we're doing final score. That's definite. I don't know if that's just for the Tony Cotty death scene. I think it probably um, is, yeah. As much. And then the other stuff, it's kind of, I want to go with Dave as lead if we're going to do it as like patient poll. I'd love to do Dave in June and talk about June for, for a good while, but that Put really would be kind of mis. I'd happily, yeah, let's see, see what happens. You sure, Ben? I was over three hours, isn't it? Oh, sure? Don't put it in the poll, don't bother. It's, <laughs> hey, fine, <you> know. <laughs> it's a cracking show, June. It really is. And, and a faithful adaptation of Frank Herbert's classic books. And then we've got the King of the Mountain pack here, right at the very bottom, if I can work out which hand works, which just makes me look like I'm that's going better, yeah, that's good, There we go. King of the Mountain pick here, which it was... To be, um, yeah, it, to say we don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> we don't know. We're gonna make yeah. all of the kings of the mountain one. on the Patreon have a king of the mountain match, and then the winner gets to make the pick this month. And we're just we're reshuffling uh, some things with the king of the mountain. So stay yeah. tuned uh, for Thank that you. one. But you know, if you wanna if you wanna join it, you know, patreoncom grapple join us at that our highest tier, and you get to uh, to set the agenda. So yeah, we'll have a a pick from one of our kings of the mountain as the uh, the other one to uh, to round up the, uh, yeah. the month as well. I reckon we'll spend that Dave film club as Will says here, just going on about time. Cotty, um, be it a, a great, uh, great chat. That got great memories of uh, of our Tony there. So yeah, turned down Arsenal to join Everton. Oh, 
you go. Says a lot. Ah, oh, we wouldn't pay the money. We were tight-fisted bastards. Save that though for the Dave, <laughs> which might become a Tony Cotty film club. Oh, Liam says here that one we had with Dave, Rob Van Dam, and Jarul. I, I still need to set up my DVD cabinet, but like I've got a. D- Is physical- Chagall in that one, Beto? Yeah, I've got. I think so. I've got the physical DVD somewhere, Matt. That's got. Yeah. Uh, it's the one where it. Um, <laughs> Because Dave was on the outs with WWE at the time, wasn't he? But Rob Van Dam wasn't, or is it the other way around? Because one of them's on the cover. I think I think what it is, it's Dave's Dave on Van the Dam cover. Van Dam was out. Yeah, but Van Dam's yeah. on the outs. Wrong side of town. Wrong and, side yeah, of town. Side of town. Of town. I'm sure Chagall's in that. Yeah, sure it's, it's Van Dam's film. He's the main character in it. But like you wouldn't know that from any of the advertising because they hated them at the time. That's what it was. Um, so maybe we could cover that. You know, that could uh, that could sneak in as well. So we got uh, got some choice there, as Andy says. Wrong side of town there. So yeah, we'll get we'll be getting into that this month. Obviously, like we said, you know, lots uh, lots came out uh, last month as well, including I put on the uh, the free feed over the weekend. Um, an interview. I did uh, an episode of. Uh, it's been a while since I've uh, done one with uh, with Johnny Brannigan, uh, my old trainer. Your ears must have been burning, Matty. You came up uh, a few times there. You and uh, you and your cousin Gary, the uh, the, uh, the former GPW booker. But uh, yeah, me and uh, me and Johnny talked uh, all about what it's like uh, promoting a, a wrestling company over the uh, the last twenty years. Don't do many interviews, but um, twenty years of GPW is coming up. So you know, it's a it's a place near and dear to me heart. So hopefully, uh, everyone enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, that's one, Ben, that, like, you know, be going to that anniversary because that's one of the first, you know, British feds I actually went to. And I noticed yeah. at the time they actually done stories and characters and stuff I like, and they genuinely did do it. So, mm, yeah. I say good. I don't yeah, know. I, I've never been to a GPW show. I'd love to be going to this oh, one. The first one. Just even for the, the Dirk feel-good character, and you explained all the variants from that Definitely and the story about there was someone banned from Tesco's. If I remember again, rightly, was. he had a feud. Him and yeah, there's some great stuff. There's a feud. Lo- losers banned from Tesco's. <laughs> Brilliant. And then there was stuff about was it about dad and lad? And then the dad gets a new stepmom and stuff like that. Oh, that was something like different. The, but like they've done some wacky stories, but they've done some genuinely like good. Like yeah. week to week serious storytelling, and like so we we kind of went over that. Like Johnny talked about like training, he trained Sam Gradwell of uh, of NXT UK and stuff like that as well. You know, a proper professional wrestling promoter. Yeah, it's good to uh, have examples of them. And uh, yeah, as Don yeah. says, uh, we did uh, go into <laughs> there was an in depth assessment of the skills hey, of uh, of me. I've got to say, Bello, <laughs> I've, I've listened to most of it. You haven't got that Randy Orton footwork, though, have you, mate? No. <laughs> you haven't got it. <laughs> when, so Johnny says on it, he's like, yeah, you know, you never got the footwork right. And it was like, oh fuck, that's my origin story, isn't it? That's why I always go on on these podcasts about how footwork's not that not important. Yeah. Work and the hard work. They're like two of my favourite go-to points, aren't they? And it's probably like that pain that I could never get it right. Um, I was going to say, speaking on DVDs, it was funny after we finished recording as well because a lot of it's about like what's so you know it's hard running you know a British wrestling company. There's been ups, there's been downs like over the two decades they've been running. But like speaking of DVDs, I reminded Johnny the the one bit of payment i ever got to work as a it's definitely been it's fair to say been more profitable being a wrestling podcaster but like i did get paid in a dvd once for a show uh, which i was quite proud of at the time i got like yeah, that's proper stuff that. that's terrible you've been made up that's a proper payment <laughs> for you, physically were you eating yeah. chew- tuna and raw potatoes on the train <laughs> back to liverpool afterwards. he even on the exhaust of the train so i reminded johnny i'm sure he won't mind me saying this because like you know times were tough and i was fucking nobody and i didn't belong on shows one bit at that point like i 
it was clear your guy basically like talked him into it to put me on show so i'll always own for that but he was but it's like i was so excited i was like I'd, I'd read so many wrestler books that were like you know make sure you get your money kids you know don't let the promoter stiff you type of thing don't wear don't wear for free so i was like i spent the entire day of this show i can't even remember what match it was i had but i was like johnny are you gonna give me the dvd johnny can because i wanted that like there was a dvd that i presume i had like a match of mine on it and i was like oh can i get the dvd can i get the dvd can i must he's trying to book this show he's trying to pay these wrestlers he's trying to organize this entire event and this fucking ginger knobhead has come up to him all day asking for this dvd until eventually he was like here's your fucking dvd he gives me the dvd and i'm like yeah i got I got paid to be a wrestler. I'm all made up myself. And then we had training like normal on the Sunday um, in Manchester at the GPW school. And the show itself had been a big success. It was like, you know, it was one of the bigger numbers they did during that period. So it went really well. So we got to training and Johnny's like, oh, you know, so uh, yeah, we had a really good show um, on Friday. So everyone's going to, everyone here, you're all going to get to train for free today. You don't have to pay. Except Benno, he got a DVD out of me. He still got to pay a tenner, and I had to pay for training. Drop so I still have to put a loss. Yeah, drop the I fucking deserved it, but like, <laughs> that's a proper book. That's a proper. But Benno, book. I would have walked out with a sack full of DVDs. Leave you with me. You do every day. You walk grapple T-shirts. You'd have been like Bruiser Brody wanting a payoff, mate. That's what you'd have been up to, wouldn't you? Storming out with the DVD, just grabbing them on the way out. Oh, amazing! But brilliant. That, that's Love why he's it. been in business for twenty years. You know what I mean? You can't uh, can't pay the uh, the job of scrubs like me in anything more than that. So <laughs> yeah, he, I think he enjoyed me uh, reminding him of that in the uh, the post show. But yeah, look for if you haven't listened to it already, do check it out. There's a video version that's on the Patreon, free for everyone. If you want to uh, see his in video, it just doesn't have the uh, the intro that the uh, the audio one does. But yeah, hopefully uh, people enjoy. It. I've heard from a few people who seem to uh, to have liked it, even those who uh, don't really follow that Northwest scene and don't hear about you know just hearing those stories of ripping down posters and companies trying to nick each other's venues that's the that's the proper brit res that's the that's the brit res that's been around for decades that's uh that's the type of stuff we get into so yeah hopefully uh everybody uh, enjoys that and yeah other than that weekend show on friday i think that kind of uh yeah. sums ever enough doesn't it jp yeah it does yeah yeah weekend show daily updates they'll end up being other stuff as well so yeah get yourself along patreon.com forward slash grapple Oh, so yeah, with that said, that's uh, all the plugs out of the way. We should uh, get into the uh, the main subject uh, we're going to uh, talk about today, which is unbelievably, uh, man and Matty's uh, trip to London. We were decided the title, haven't we? It's a Matty in the bank. This uh, this episode. Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> I was decided last week, wasn't it? So I was just, uh, just yeah. You said there, Matty, about making sure you'd get DVDs, making sure you get your grapple merch. There was no doubt on earth that you weren't going to be sat here with us on this podcast today, having not somehow got yourself to the building, whether you slept on someone's floor, sat on someone's lap, you would have found your way to money in the bank. You fucking did it, mate. You were there. I was yeah. uh, I was very happy you know last what it week. Was. Uh, so if anyone listened to the end of last week's show, we were we were trying to um, plug and see if we could get someone to uh, to sort you a ticket, but should have had faith, Matt, you're industrious, you're, uh, you got yourself there. Well, you know what, Ben, as I say, I only found out, and big shout out to me main man, Dylan, because I was sitting there literally 25 past seven on Wednesday at the Liverpool House Show, mm. and I get signal, as we're going to talk about in these arenas, a, a, a shite. <laughs> so I'm looking at, and I got a message, and it and it's on Twitter, I think, of Dylan or whatever it was on, or the Discord saying, there's tickets going available. So I was just turning around to Steph, and I was like, I don't care how much they are, I'm just going to buy one. 
I'm just got to buy one right now. So literally, as Samantha Evans in the ring giving the countdown for like the house show to start, I'm trying to refresh, trying to pay for a ticket for money in the bank. <laughs> and I got one. Well, I tried to get the £86 ones at first, all sold out. And then I got one and it was like 200 and odd. And I thought, fuck it, you know what? Just do it. Bang, done it. And I was so happy. Literally, I was like, I think it was like Riddle's music or Alfred Academy's music's coming on. It got accepted. And then... I was fucking so happy. Like, I was shaking and everything. That's Steph next time you see it. I was like a kid in a candy store, mate. I was so fucking happy. Are you happy. sure it wasn't Otis that did that to you? <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I said, my theory at the time, I think my, I think you just couldn't accept that you'd spend 200 quid on an AEW yeah. ticket for all in. Can't believe it. You still you can't. Had, you had to spend more on a WWE <laughs> ticket. You just had to. It wasn't. It wouldn't have been right. Yeah. There were probably way fifty quid tickets there, and you were like, nope, I've got to spend 200. Yeah. I've got to get a big boy ticket. <laughs> It's just honestly, Ben, like, as you said, he was at the time trying to get older than was just chaos, wasn't it? Mm. So, this, as you say, we're paying that for AEW, which you know, it's going to be a great weekend, of course, it's going to be amazing, Wembley and that. But with this coming up, as you keep saying, I, sh- I had to be there, and I was, but I was willing to pay well more. And as I say, just thank you for that because I was willing. If I know. Knows that, Matt, yeah. Your family are probably listening to this, Matt. Your friends are listening yeah. knowing like, I'm not Matt. That is. Oh, we made, we made Joey can't believe. Like, he, he thinks I've, I've fucking robbed the bank or something or whatever because he said, You've been in London all weekend. We're going to get breakfast from the Alchemist bars. Cost oh, like 20 okay. quid. It's like, fucking that, yeah, yeah, it is. It's like, well, ben, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in life, Ben, you just got to get into your fucking into what you've got and just do it and like honestly I'm I'm so happy and I'm made up and done it and once again thank you to Dylan for putting me on that because honestly it wouldn't have been possible without him it wouldn't have been uh, so well Matty you, you won't remember the products you bought but you remember the memories you've made that's the important <laughs> thing. this is it JP mate you've just got to do it haven't you mate you've just got to fucking do it uh, I, I got a like a, t- a ticket on the set I can say it quick I, I got a ticket on the secondary market for Smackdown on Friday because I we, we were in London the day before you so that's the other thing you were trapped this, this, um, look, we're going to get into the whole Gareth wants the minute by minute of Matthew's yeah, he like, does. Sort of, like, <laughs> with, his, with his notes in his pocket that he's trying to get the tube with we'll get into all of that like well, we, that was the thing we were there like longer so we were there the day before and I was there on the Friday and it was like ah, should we go to Smackdown you know Steph was going as media anyway and I was like ah it was that was I was probably again not in doubt because on the slide you know I do watch Smackdown on the weekends I do usually enjoy it so. show your claim Ben I'll show your claim but we'll get into this when, when I was looking at tickets and it was the same thing but like somebody on Twitter DM'd me and they were selling a Third row behind the commentators one for 150 quid. Oh, he told me that, yeah. That's yeah, way yeah. more than I would ever spend, but I was so close to God. Maybe the buzz had hit me from you, I think. Because like, I ended up yeah. paying 50 for like one in the gods, basically, is what I ended up doing. But it's I was not like, bad, though, that. I know, but I wanted to. I was like, for 150, I think that'd be cool to be behind like the yeah. commentators and be right there on the floor. How often is that going to happen for like, you know, that's the thing why I love the indies. That's why I loved ROH back in the day. Progress at one point. Um, you know, and, and other stuff like that. You, you're close, aren't you? It is like, I've never yeah, yeah. properly experienced a WWE show like that. I, I could hear you speaking to me, I had to go and buy it, buy it, buy it. I'm, yeah. I'm almost sad <laughs> I didn't get it. I'm, I almost am. Like it would have been, uh, would have been an experience that. Oh, I've sat there, Ben, many a time in the front, like when we, me, Jacko and Q used to go to the Raw and Smackdown tapings in Manchester. And it is, it's just, about, as you say, about being there. But Ben, for this, as you, like with you there, 
I wouldn't have cared if my seat was the back fucking road touching the fucking yeah. wall and li- have the fans in the ears. <laughs> Not the fans in the building, the literal arena fans. That's all that I did because I had to be there. And when I found out my seat, which I'll get into, it was, good, yeah. it was a fucking brilliant seat. It was. Oh, great. Oh, my, nice back down ticket was not. Like, I was up like, I was like four rows from the up back to the top. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know as well, just the higher the seats go, the tighter they are. Like, it was so oh, yeah. tight up there. Like, you literally, like, worse than colours. You get a warning uh, when you try to, I tried to buy them. It said the higher you get, like, it gives you a warning. Like, if you're scared of heights, like, oh, be, be, be prepared for this. Steep as well. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. height impact between two, two big fellas. And then you're literally just looking <laughs> down. Like, it was weird. The O2 is, you know, again, it's not Wembley, but it is massive, isn't it? And mm. it's like, it is, it's almost scary kind of um, being up there up top. I mean, before we get into the beef, I don't think I have much to say about like the SmackDown experience. It was a SmackDown. Um, I enjoyed but Owens and Zayn against their uh, pretty deadly, our old favorite tag team, JP, was, uh, was a laugh. Pretty, pretty, I will say that was yeah. cool to see them in, in an O2. Like where they are now, like I, I've always said this. I know you know they went Rev Pro before they ended up in Progress, but I was at the Progress Manchester show back when I used to go to their shows, and they were like, I remember them the moment they came out, and it was like, yeah, stars, hundred percent. You could just see it right away, and you know, um, that that was always going to be the case as far as like them them kind of making it, and like, yeah, that was cool to see. That was a good, that was a good opener, and yeah, I saw some bloodline drama in the main event, but it wasn't the same without you there, Matty. I was sad you there. You didn't make the uh, the trip up for the uh, the Friday. Well, I literally only seen that bloodline angle when I got home because people were telling me because I was saying made a couple of uh, you know mates on the night JP sitting there, and I was asking what happened that SmackDown and stuff, and I literally didn't see any of it because I said the signal and me data which you were getting to bed and stuff like that, but like I didn't see none of it till I got home, so I kind of watched the pay per view again. And then watch SmackDown, so I've done it ass backwards. Well, but yeah, I'm good to have missed that, that, that angle then, like, still. I don't think I need to talk about, like, the ins and outs of the show. Like, stuff that come up will come up during the pay-per-view. Yeah. But I will say, yeah. the experience of watching a WWE TV show live, because that was the thing, these were broadcast, SmackDown and the pay-per-view live at the moment. Like, how many years have... They, they should have been doing that forever. Like, it's always been weird. Remember, like there's, like, Raw's being taped in the UK, and, like, you can watch it on some d- dodgy French satellite or something like that. Yeah, But it, it yeah. wasn't on Sky, or it wasn't on BT, mm. you know, in uh, in in later in later later years. So, like, yeah, it was uh, it was an experience getting to be there. It was weird as well, because, like, the show finished a quarter to ten. And bear in mind, it started at eight. And I'm looking at my Twitter, which was fucking broken um, the entire weekend, and looking at our Discord... But it was like it, like it was still going. So like the way they do it, I didn't know this, but like I think the TV just progressively through the show gets more and more behind to the point where the live show that I'm looking at with my eyes, the main event is fit. Bloodline angle is finished. We've had the graphic on screen, but everyone watching actually on telly has gone from being in tune with us to being fifteen minutes behind. It's like I don't know if that's a big deal to me. That was like, oh, that's fucking weird. It was great because it was like, I'll go to the pub now. Um, well, I'm saying that then, but like it was like it was like it was just weird. It was a weird kind of live. They threw some like house show matches on afterwards and stuff like. It was like it was like being at an AW taping when Tony Khan's like, you know, oh, we got some great dark matches for you after. It's like okay, I've had me. 
I've had me uh, me, me filler TV wrestling, but I thought that was unique. It was fun to see. It was an interesting show to see, like from the gods and from that light. And as you and actually says here, yeah, I was going to mention that, like what oh, pretty deadly. Yeah, and I did. I didn't realize that somebody corrected me that on the weekend that uh, the uh, is it Sam Stoker who's now Kit Wilson, I think it is in Pretty Deadly. He used to be mm. Sammy Smooth back in like the IPW UK days. Like he's been around for fucking ever. Um, and it's only yeah, the gimmick obviously hit, and obviously he got his. His partner was it Lewis? What was the name? Lewis Howley at a point. I think he did like all That's star him. stuff, and it they just hit magic, didn't they, and got over. But yeah, yeah, I meant to bring that up. Uh, that is interesting. He mentions there, um, but yeah, there was some some Brit Res guys on the show as well. Like man, like to recently on Slater, and um, we're in like the the Roman Reigns angle getting security guards getting yeah, getting punched that. RP Davis who yeah. came up in that podcast with Johnny. That was in, uh, weird to kind of uh, see him there, but I think everyone kind of enjoyed that. That was what was fun about this weekend. I think like. You know, Twitter was down, so our Discord was doing really well. Um, yeah. Invite's still live. Uh, if you're quick, um, you might be able to uh, to join us there if you go to my Twitter. But, like, most of it was the fact that, yeah, people were able to watch it in the moment, 8 till 10, as Will says there, in, like, the, the prime time. Um, oh. not, not for me, you know, one in the morning's prime time for me, but... Because yeah. it's your breakfast time, that fellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Brendan White was there as well. Didn't realise that. Oh, yeah, good for him. I'm hoping we get into the time stuff when we talk about the scene of promo and the rest of it, that we actually talk about the time stuff, because I think this is a... They're missing a trick. If there's an American who's livid because it wasn't on in the evening, I want to speak to them, because I'm genuinely intrigued <laughs> to know why. They should be grateful it's on in the afternoons. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But, yeah, so that was that was kind of Friday. I won't, you know, won't bore anybody with uh, with too much of the ins and outs of SmackDown. But I had a good time. I was happy I went. Happy I, I dropped me every uh, 50 quid for it on uh, on Friday. But the Saturday's the main event. That's what we want to talk about. I, I want to talk about the moment I... Uh, I Got to the O2 and uh, and saw Matty's. I'm gonna. That's gonna be in the show images. Matty's uh, beaming face, painting his hand as well. JP, like he was a different man this weekend. <laughs> Stood there on his own, just taking in the O2. Like <laughs> wiping his ass with tenors here. This guy, How much that set you back in that London? It was only uh, six quid. I thought that was all right. JP, six quid. My God, what were you in a spoons? Well, no, we were in that like, uh, like I, yeah, any like outside venue now in any city. I just referred to it was their Baltic, <laughs> so you know what I mean. But that's what it was like, wasn't it? Yeah, their yeah, Baltic market. So it was just a little <laughs> lovely little bar, JP, with the and yeah, it was just six pound. The O2 is all right, I, isn't it? Like, I, I, I yeah, it's amazing to do the house show. Like Sean Rassap, who we spoke to a little bit over the weekend, like said to us, it's the best venue he's ever been to. And I don't know if I Did feel it, that yeah. strongly. I know, like, yeah. I, I would the one we went to. I can't remember T-Mobile for for uh, for double or nothing. It'd probably be my one. Um, but like I kind of get it because it's like the O2, like you get there the set you you literally get off the tube, don't you? And like you're right. You there. literally enter the walkway oh, yeah. off yeah. the tube. It's and they have bars, markets. There's proper chains. Big like, five of, guys. Of yeah, there's like. And, but then they had these billboards, didn't they, Benno? Like, I've took a few pictures of every match announced on the card. They had their own billboard, JP, down the walkway. It was fucking bust. They put a lot of effort in. They had a big money in the bank briefcase hanging as you walked in. Like, Benno only got onto on the way out. Oh, yeah, I missed It was JP, it's literally like 50 foot or whatever. The wide, it's massive. And he missed it. <laughs> oh, I did find the BT bus, though. I was proud of that. I got a picture oh, of yeah, that going in the images, too. Uh, did, did you, is that, was that the first moment when you were? You cracked a a tear, Matt, um, when you went, you got out, and you saw the uh, the BT Jim bus Benno, it was the, when you're. Uh... <laughs> it was the bloodline on the billboards, mate. Just seeing that match, like the big civil war, the proper poster for it, like a movie, like poster, which 
if you sell them, I'm actually going to buy one of them because I was there and stuff. It was just fucking just getting there, Ben. Just like, I just, even if, not that I was, it just that dove right into the experience, mate. And that is what it was. Oh, honestly, boys, I, I probably end up crying more of you than I did because I held myself together over the weekend, to be honest with you. But hmm. looking back, it was just fucking, honestly, unbelievable. It was just so good. Was. I just, again, it's so against character for you to have, like, done this and like yeah it is it is but Ben as I say it's something I've watched like okay don't be my whole life but this is like this is the bloodline like how much have I gone on about it with you guys we joke we have debates and stuff and like I had to be there for that something I watch every week I make my wife watch it with me every Saturday morning their segment so it's like I had to be there for that match and and it it was just an unbelievable experience it got Matty on the tube JP that's what that's what the line angle has done for all I'm going to argue later about (laughs) it I mean uh, it's a success at that point (laughs) did you take your cash on the tube mate when you were trying to give them notes for the uh, the oven oh no yeah well I got I left my house at 10am so I got the the train JP at half 10 straight to uh, got the uh, London to obviously Liverpool to London but I had to get off a crew first so then it was a train from crew to London. So obviously, gets to crew, it's been changed. There's no uh, train uh, crew to take you from crew. We had to get one to rugby. Mm. So get oh, another yeah. train, get off at rugby, and then get not another far from one. Me, mate, rugby. Yeah. Is it not? Is it? It's not? Warwickshire. Oh, okay, because no, I, I was traveling everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't know where it was. I didn't ask. I just literally just got on with it. But at the platform in rugby, JP. It was full of people, and I, I even got the uh, one of the train staff and said, "Listen, mate, are we all going to fit on this? Is this a train that's starting here or passing through?" And he said, "Oh, it's passing through." And I was like, "Mate, are we fucking going to get on this?" And he was like, "I can't promise you." So me and a guy who had uh, they talked to on the train, we just basically got to the front of the thing, and I said, I'm "Not being, I'm not like that in general. I, I'm respectful, but we're getting on here, mate. No matter what, me and you are getting on this train. They had big bags and everything, so." Yeah, we got on there though, Ben. We got on there and oh, made man. our way down. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It you was uh, to it stop was, on Buckingham Palace or anything like that, you know, seeing either side straight. But that's Lincoln, it. Was it? No, well, got got to get to London. So then I had and got a big step up here. My wife, she actually screenshotted me the um, tube, uh, you know, like the <laughs> map from me Houston to me hotel, which was on Canary Wharf, JP, right on the, the waterfront there. So yeah, paying big bucks for that as well, mate. Fucking hell. But um, she screenshotted the thing. And then, yeah, then it was just two tubes to uh, Canary Wharf, yeah. And it was just, it was sad. One was like five minutes. One was like 12 minutes, which, which was a bit packed, the second one. We were literally like sardines. But yeah, it was easy. Just contactless, Ben, because I text you, didn't I? And I said, did you take cash? And you were trying to explain to me, like, just use your bank card. And I did. And I only got charged £5.80, Benno, for the whole day. Unbelievable! How cheap it, mate! I couldn't get my head around it. Just a whole new experience, and how fun it is, JP. It was better than New York for how, like, you know, reliable they were, and like the information provided to you. It was so. Oh, for like DLR. There's no drivers. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, there's no drivers for it. No. (laughs) 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 Liam's point here. No, probably would not. But it's Toy Town Canary Wharf, isn't it? As well, like it's just not a real. Place. It's just like a the it's grid nice, system always feels, but it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. nice, but very unnatural. Yeah, like, it doesn't I can really feel that. like it's just 
like for me, it's just like it's weird because it doesn't look really like and loads of bits of Stratford around the Olympic Stadium and stuff as you'll see are kind of kind of quite. Well, JP on the way home because Steph was adamant. She said you've got to mm. get me a, a magnet or a little you know souvenir from London and that. And then I asked him like you know in the uh, Canadian Wharf station as you say it's very. She should have gone big like... given the amount of money you were spending. <laughs> He bought me around. You know, got in a Mayfair. Matty got around in as well. Forgot about it. He was in the cupboard. Been on the rub, mate. Seriously. But it's all the money you guys have been sorting me for. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I asked for one in the uh, uh, Canary Wharf, and the guy was sound like he was just laughing he said mate you're not going to get a, a souvenir around here it's not that part of town and i was like sound and he directed me he said you'll get one by houston station no problem it was a bit harder than a force i had to go into a local news agent to get one <laughs> and it was only two quid for the magnet so i hope steph doesn't hear this <laughs> she was only two pounds <laughs> i didn't tell her how much it was so i'm not lying but still but yeah he sorted me out big time i was gonna get like a little model of big ben but to be like to answer your question you said before ben about buckingham palace that was my the tube line I was on, and I thought, I've got time here to hop on and hop off, but Steph would kill me. So I thought, <laughs> no, I'll just keep it safe, and we're going to go back down again for a nice little weekend, and I'll uh, yeah, get a bad like Liam, like Liam yeah. says here, women and children first, straight out the window when it comes to uh, to be there in first for the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me outside the window. Mate, for all you know, they're on their way to a funeral for a family member. No. <laughs> no, but on the, on the train, sorry to, to go back a bit, on the train, London, obviously obviously big city and stuff, but there was a lot going on. There was, I spoke to the gang uh, on my table on the scene, going to the, see a pulp gig, JP, in one of the parks there in London. Yeah, that was yeah, a big park, deal at the yeah, weekend. The yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, and, and there was other stuff going on. And, I was ex- I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. and I think there was a secret well, gig just... with Motley Crue. I think that was going on on Saturday as well. London, Man, was that something in Camden that was going on? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. There was loads of Guns and Roses t-shirts out when we got into town on the uh, on the Friday. It was fucking, it was packed. And there was yeah. the cricket on the Saturday. I don't know if you mm. saw any cricket Finsbury fans Park, there on the so, way yeah. to Lords. Yeah, 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 big Finsbury shout Park. out. To you and as well, Ben, that he did was, was giving me advice on London. You know what I'm like? I don't know around anywhere except for Liverpool. Don't even know my own city, really. Don't say that Matthew's trying to use physical cast away with a tube. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's like Mercy Rail. Right. He thinks we've got an underground as well, so it's kind of the same thing, you know. It is an underground. Uh, which you've done oh, it under the ground. <laughs> you went under the ground. That's good enough for me. That's a t- It might be a technicality to you two, lads, but to me it isn't. It's, it's there. Well, Ben, I was doing this thing on the, I'd say, they, I asked where they were going. So they were obviously in natural, like, you know, conversation, asking me where I was going. I said, oh, yeah, I'm just going to the, the wrestling in the O2 Arena in London. And the faces were just like, where are you going? <laughs> and I was like, you know, the WWE on the telly. And I, I had my head of the table t-shirt on and that, like. And then I ended up with one of the one of the women there who was in the 40s just telling me about all her life story. And I'm, you know, you know, we better on polite. I'll just listen the way, like, you know what I mean? So. Turn. Yeah, it was JP. All a life story. What but... did she say? I was a tribal chief once. I was also head of the table of my family, but not any longer. Oh no, she basically health issues say and then she was the head of the table. No, she did. She said she was married for twenty years. Was sick of providing for him. Sick of this, that, and the other because he couldn't handle it. And she was the, like, the head of the family kind of thing. Funny enough, was so, the wise yeah. woman in it, in, in yeah. her ear again. <laughs> Uh, looking forward to a, a trial of the tribal chief on Friday. That'll be a, it'll be a Can't we fit that on with last Friday and the Friday after, and uh, the Friday after that, mate, every week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but no. go on, man. Just, uh, just say, and then I, as I say, got to me thing, and then my hotel, as I said before, was right on the on the uh, docks, JP. 
lovely, but it was like one of them like hotels that looks plush on the outside, and the room itself was nice and spacious. But you know when I first walked in, I got that old school like haunted vibe from it. It was wasn't <laughs> modern at all, Benno. You were, no USB ports. There was no light. Wow. There was no light in the bed. A physical lamp you had to put in, literally a plug <laughs> with a lamp, a fucking little phone, like a you know a old school phone. It was like. Did it have like a fucking put your finger in and spin it around? No, it was like a a slimline one, to be fair. But it was one of them hotels that was like, would have been amazing in like the 90s, early 2000s. Would have been like, (laughs) but it was spacious. Yeah, lovely. But it was scary. It, it, it was fucking scary. I can't talk. We st- I was saying in the pre-show, we stayed in Romford because it was just cheap. Out. Like, getting a hotel in London, like, it's the same all-in all in weekend. It's a fucking nightmare. And on, like, the Elizabeth line now, you can get to Romford the back of half an hour. That's that's my, that's my travel tip. Romford, <laughs> Ilford, Stratford, somewhere like that. Get on the Elizabeth line. You're back in London in, a, in easy time. But we were staying in a travel lodge, Matt, so I don't think we had any USP ports either. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they're all right these days with the USP, better. I think you have like bulbs in your bed. <laughs> but yeah. Less than half an hour to Liverpool Street. Uh, like 25 minutes, something like that. Is and it like central? Did you go past Grey's going out that way? Yeah, kind of. And it's it's half an hour if you're going all the way through to like um, Tottenham Court Road. It's about half an hour. But I don't think that's that bad. I can live with that. That's you, all right. You go a bit actually. closer with like Stratford or somewhere. It's like more like 20 minutes. Um, but it was funny because Craig, one of our patrons, did, did say to me, like, because he, he lives not far from there. Like, we were staying in the Travel Lodge and like, over the road from our travel lodge, there's a premier inn. Like two people died there this weekend while we were there. Like just like it was like from it was like big like news story going on there. Really? They just found dead wow. in the rooms in the premier inn. I think he thought it was us. <laughs> it's like oh no, we we we're in the fucking travel lodge over the road. So that's Romford. Um, but it is. It would have been a story if that had happened on the Saturday. If you'd listened to the pre-show beforehand as well, and I don't know. Well, Ewan knows he's right. Romford does have a, a Popeyes and a Wendy's, so I was happy. It had the Wenzels, which is the main thing. Might have gone there uh, at least three times uh, that weekend. It's a good job there's not one of them up north. It's uh, it's their Greg's, basically, Matt. It's uh, crack, yeah. crack and breakfast and a cracking uh, Jamaican beef patty. Big, uh, big fan of it, uh, a Wenzel. So I didn't mind it. I thought Romford was all right, but we we were way out compared to you. Like We were just travelling back. Well, I was one tube stop. That's literally one. And then once I checked into my hotel, I've got to mention for Gareth, he wants to know what I ate the weekend. I only had two meals, Gareth. <laughs> Get it all, yeah. The, me- the first meal I, I had was me, my main meal on Saturday. And as I was going to my hotel, JP, on the front, they had like these vans. So they had like a Greek van, like maybe a burger van, you know, a Mexican van. So I got like a, myself a nice little Greek uh, combo box, you know, a bit of, bit of chicken, bit of halloumi and all that. Pita, salad. So just scrammed on that in the hotel and then made me way to the arena. One stop, literally less than 90 seconds. We're in it, Benno, on that tube. It was like yeah. fucking right there. And then as Benno said, you get there and we've explained how we, the walkway to the O2. That's where we met. Uh, well, Steph pointed out, didn't she? Uh, our old mate Ariel just just casually just floating about, like looking like he, the minute I said this in the Discord from bloke. the. The minute he got up that day, though, JP, he was just decided I'm hating the world, I'm miserable at the world. <laughs> what was up with him, Bello? What was up with him, though? I'm so, dying to know. I, so, I, like I said, we, we, met, we meet up outside the O2. Like, I've got, got to get in there as well. Just just oh, coming sorry. out of the tube station and seeing Matty yeah. there in his Bloodline T-shirt and his Steve Austin hat with his beer. Happiest I've ever seen him, 100%. Like, yeah. Aside from, obviously, you know, your, your wedding party, that's, of course, as well. But, like, you, of course. <laughs> Wrestling-related. Yeah. And we got we got a little drink and stuff and kind of like caught yeah. up on like the uh, the day before and all that and then yeah we were just walking up and Erica one he was just 
wandering outside like the arena in his full that same suit he always wears you know like, yeah checkered one on. yeah like yeah. wearing that he looked good he looks like a million bucks in it he does but, like he was he was getting harassed to a point like there was a ben lot Aldi, of people but it was three people but no he was not like a queue of 50 ben Aldi. he was like yeah. three guys with him he wasn't that bad come I, on maybe we, we caught him at a bad time but he didn't i was like he didn't seem happy but at the same time i was like imagine like any ufc events like all weekend in vegas he must get like constantly asked for photos maybe that's what it is and he just hates it yeah but, like, he looks dead happy in the picture with you, you he does he, he, he was happy pro? he wasn't Total happy pro. with some of the oh, other people who came pro. up to <laughs> he seemed to like no, you he wasn't yeah he wasn't at all was he Trust and he went he, he done the old covid one i put my hand out shake his hand and he gave me a fish bump instead <laughs> so he must be on the covid real still <laughs> But it, no, picture, yeah, the picture turned out fine, and like, yeah, it was a uh, one of them things, really. But another thing to add to the uh, why was he wandering media. around outside then? No, but he JP, he's not in the concourse, he was literally outside by the tube pit when he went like literally yeah. outside on the walkway. He looked like he's waiting away, business people or something, yeah. But he, he he overshot us though, didn't he? Like, we were going in then, and he kind of just pure bombed in, didn't he? Ahead of us, so yeah, that's what it. he was doing. So yeah, we did that. Took in the BT bus. Surprised you didn't you didn't get on it, Matt. But I got a I got a picture out there outside of it. And then yeah, we went did you pay for that? No, no. Was no, that paying for that? Just took one outside. Oh, was it just outside? Oh, okay. Because there was a big queue, wasn't he? For that, yeah, was it was. Queue, I don't know what they do in it. Like yeah. it was, it was impressive. Like hopefully AEW has a similar thing. There was even to the point as well. Tony <laughs> Khan, get your green Believe phone this, fingers Eddie. sent over right now because like WWE had like merch stands outside the arena. Like, yeah, shockingly. yeah. Beat the touts. Have your own little ones. You know, have your own little trucks and stuff like that selling there. Always up there. Ariel uh, <laughs> 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 couldn't get on the train at rugby because he got pushed out the way by somebody hence the mood. Maybe that's what it is. It is. <laughs> As they couldn't get on the like some pulp fans as well. He's livid. I bet he'd love it if he knew that we got a picture with Matty. I wish I, was, I wasn't wearing my post hat, so I didn't. I didn't bother approaching him, and I didn't like that. Maybe, maybe we could have had a chat. Maybe it would have. Uh, oh, Benno, the DJ as well, playing them proper bang and dance tunes in, in the bar. We got the oh, drink from. Yeah. Next minute, Adam in the queue for the toilet, just did uh, head of the table theme. JP and I, my eyes just lit up. Someone must have asked for that. She or, or the DJ was brilliant, but I don't know whether she clocked. She must have clocked on that it was a wrestling event. But I reckon someone asked for that because the tune she was playing before and were belt and bang and dance tunes like but it, she played what that kind of and, dance music? And, and asking for a theme tune sorry proper full-on like heavy house music it was brilliant what she, what she was doing a uh, happy she hardcore did. or something not happy hardcore I see what you're doing here no no, no. <laughs> it's not happening okay. we've been there if it was jungle my eyes would like that <laughs> yeah. I've been trying it's to get amazing. that as a, as a theme tune for, oh. for a while she got Cena's themes in maybe she knew something we didn't that and then yeah, yeah. She, she played Roman's theme and like just to set the scene I'm still at like the taco truck or whatever it is there like get, getting some food yeah. and I just saw Matty in the, uh, in the in the toilet queue and I will admit we exchanged that uh, a bloodline uh, one finger up that's the Salute. one time you're getting that out of me Matty yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got swept up in the moment there Ben you like me <laughs> that and your wedding <laughs> yes yes uh, but yeah, take it away, Matt. Yeah, we went, went from there, went into the uh, in, into the arena, yeah. didn't we? Uh, from there, did uh, over the weekend as well. Saw, saw a couple of our uh, our listeners. That was nice. Uh, a couple of people came over and uh, and said hello. So yeah, that was cool. Oh, um, and yeah, it was uh, the only that was that was a positive. The negative was it was full of WWE fans. But uh, I'm sure that's a, a positive. It's a different breed, Matt. You know, like I, I haven't been. In, no, you're, <laughs> with that many. you're gonna like you're gonna come out. You know, I. 
I, I got in, we see, as you say, we got in the arena and mm. we got a little Pepsi, didn't we? And then we made our separate ways. And we said, didn't we, as you said before, about like the, the signal. Mm. If we did, And we SMSed as well, but it was like, we'll meet you outside after it. We'll, we'll get a meeting place and we'll meet there. So I get into my seat there, boys. And I, honest to God, it was the best seat I could have asked for, genuinely. It was like, because I thought when I bought them, with the, the production C20, so I thought, oh, I'm gonna be, they're gonna have a big screen set up like they do, big LED screen. I'm gonna be behind that. My, my view's gonna be restricted, but no, it was where the screen would have been because I, I got a window SmackDown clip, and they had that little entrance way, and I thought I was made up soon to see that JP as well. So I was like, yes, closing. It was amazing. Lower tier seat next to guys who were fucking sound, a Japanese guy next to me, me and him were doing predictions all night and we were just having the time. So we G1 here. at all now? Oh, no, we didn't, JP. We didn't, you know, we didn't. He was, no, he was a proper WWE guy, though. He was brilliant. He was fucking just loving the whole experience. The two brothers sitting the other side of me, they bought free tickets, so I technically bought a ticket off them. Do you know what I mean? So one of the brothers couldn't go, so, and they were just, they were just, they were, they were fans, but... He was just going the bar after every match, getting two pints, just there for, to get tanked, really. Do you know what I mean? Fair play to them. But me and the Japanese guy all night were just fucking best mates all night long, hugging, dancing, singing together. It was amazing. <laughs> How long it did amazing. it take you to tell them? Like, was it match two before you said you had a podcast or like match one? <laughs> you know what, Ben? Uh, I bit my tongue a few or... times. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no. None of that yet. None of that yet. Uh, no, no. I didn't put him. You, yeah, you just well, sat like, there and just took it. Yeah. Because, like, I, I credit to the because, like, I would have expected the big stage and they didn't do it. And smart because yeah. then it opened up an entire section that Matty. And it looked more packed, didn't it, when they come down. out? Yeah. It looks like San Juan vibes. JP. That's totally. what I got yeah. from it. Yeah. San Juan vibes, where it was just like less is more because it made everything feel like just so much hotter. That's it, yeah. And, totally. I, and that was it. But we were out. After the races, then, weren't we? Yeah. The only negative I say about the setup is they had, like, the big money in the bank sign, which I was saying to you, Matt, did they really? Like, because that was covering up the top deck on that one side where you were, and it was like, you yeah, really need yeah. that. Like, you, could you not, like, you know the way they do Roman's entrance now, where it's, like, it's CGI or whatever like that? I'm sure you could CGI a money in the bank sign into the arena. You don't know. Just sell the tickets. Like the you know? floating Bud Lights after every match. <laughs> yeah, after yeah, the whole one. Oh, no, no. <laughs> we see them fly around, JP. Is someone going to walk out and go, well, Fuck this! I thought it was elimination chamber. Yeah, you go to the money in the bank. It makes no sense. Let's advertise the event that people are actually at. Sort of like physical Bud Light, but not a not a the, the fake stuff. Um, yeah, drinks weren't great in the venue either way. They matter. Lukewarm. Is that what they were selling by the way? Yeah. Oh, the, the beer section was pretty good. I've got to say, the the Coke in that selection was pretty bad. Like lukewarm. Yeah, but Bello, you got. Was it you who got had off, or was you angry at the waiters giving you the Pepsi? It was you. You, you yeah. conceded that you're in the end. <laughs> yeah, fair play yeah. there. Fair play. I to mean, it was. There. If we're honest, it was your fault. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get a pint of Pepsi Max, and you convinced me yeah. that I had cherry Pepsi Max turned out yeah. the only I cans. So I paid like seven pound for like a three hundred thirty mil can of cherry Pepsi. Oh, Max. you did buy me me a Pepsi the reader there, so we were reverted to type there. Thank you, for that. and <laughs> Steph that. as well. Thank you to Steph. Yeah, we, we figured that out. But uh, yeah, you were you were excited to go right in, so yeah, we let you you went oh, in, and then yeah, I had to go in Ben and just and, and we yeah. got in ten minutes before the the showtime went off, so we were really walking into a good atmosphere. JP that everyone was, was ready to go because they yeah. didn't do a pre-show like uh, but, no. well, obviously there was the pre-show in the studio in America. I'm guessing yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. They do that for the Saudi shows though, Ben. They, they didn't do that show for that. Well. Missed nothing. But I thought that was odd though, because like that's going on. 
So, but instead, we're all, maybe this was better for like Matty's like soaking it in type of thing and being there. But like, you can't. We just can't just sat there in silence waiting for the show to start. And it was a weird, surreal thing. They didn't just have them on the screen or something like that. Nothing was happening in the arena until literally dead at eight o'clock when it like the pay per view actually started. It was a uh, yeah, yeah. It was a surprise. Not even it just mm, no dark show match. That's very nothing, hard, isn't nothing it? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. No. Cold. No. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose from there that's a into we set the scene enough matter anything else you want to to mention going into the the show itself. And quickly, just, just me journey home, Daryl. But I'll do that after the show because that makes sense. <laughs> Gareth wants to know what I got for breakfast. Yeah, Gareth wants to know. We've done Friday. <laughs> we've done Saturday. We've uh, we're now uh, yeah yeah. We'll, we'll start the daytime. We're now into Saturday night of the year and the show itself. And yeah, like I say on the. I, I was definitely critical of them using the O2 because um, it was like, you know, surely, like, you know, if you're going to come do it to the UK pay-per-view, you could sell oh, you could have, Yeah, you could have so. filled the stadium out. Yeah, but it, made, it did make for a maybe arguably better tight atmosphere. It was obviously the hardest, uh, the hardcore WWE fans were there. So yeah. The atmosphere was amazing at SmackDown as well. So the atmosphere, you know, was uh, was great running through the night as well. So that's kind of the, uh, the positive you get there. But yeah, I suppose we should... Uh, we should get into it because from that point, yeah, the show just like I say started cold. Really, there wasn't a no real build up, no real uh, anything. Was there no house, no uh, no match for the house or anything like that? We were just uh, straight into it. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett made their uh, their big entrances. So that was Barrett got a they decent were on, uh, decent pop. Yeah, yeah, the full on like the SmackDown that. team, isn't it? Um, no, uh, yeah, none of the, none of the Raw knobheads getting a look in um, here on this uh, on this weekend. Um, I assume they were terrible, um, but you know they got a uh, a nice pop as the uh, as they came out. Wade Barrett, obviously big uh, big British name. What a weird career he's had now that he's like he's a commentator. It's just oh, I used to love him, Ben Wade Barrett. Mm. I, I, I was... commissioner. I remember back in the day we interviewed him. Yeah. Still, I, one of the things Preston for hating Cena. Yeah. Was when he fucked the Nexus over boys, like yeah. at that SummerSlam, like seven on seven. It was that was done the worst things they ever done that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he, he cuts a side because he's so fucking tall. Um, I will say as well, so Nick Khan, he was just wandering around the arena and um, didn't get close enough to get a picture with him over the hundred percent. Did you see him? Yeah, oh, I would have well ran over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big bloke. Honestly, you wouldn't mess with yeah. him. He was massive in, uh, yeah. in real life. I would say hundred percent. But yeah, didn't manage to uh, to get that. And then yeah, we went straight to the. Uh, to the opener match and we were we were right in it over uh, the uh, the men's money in the bank match Logan Paul Ricochet uh, Nakamura LA Knight Santos Escobar Butcher uh, and Damian Priest um, I think there's only one place to start I I think with this match and it ties into my overwhelming Smackdown thought that I've kind of saved for here fuck me is LA Knight over like that was Ben it was cool. ridiculous when he come out mate it was like Austin in 98 come out seriously in a lot of ways <laughs> but like yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Ash's comments <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, <laughs> and this is that before fucking okay, hell I was saying to you I think it's there's truth to it because he is doing a bit of an Austin act but like was Hogan not doing a superstar Billy Graham act you know what I mean and it's exactly. like exactly when Steph interviewed him we were talking about this weren't we in the pub like yeah. When she was interviewed, and I could hear him talking to her, he does sound like The Rock. That's just his voice. He can't do anything about that, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool to see like this. I, he's not my type of wrestler. I, I find him. He's a mid guy. I think he's mid when it comes to actual wrestling. So was Triple H, though. That's probably why he loves him. But none of that matters when you're this over, you're this over. And fucking LJP, I know it was news to you a couple of weeks ago when I mentioned it to you, like how over he was getting with those WWE crowds. Like he was the megastar of this weekend. SmackDown was the same way. Those reactions to him were insane. And I don't, it's wrestling. 
doesn't matter if you're over, you're fucking over, and he was over. Like I, I said to you, Matt, the thing that most impressed me about him on this weekend as well, across the two shows, he doesn't come across like he's like, oh, thank you so I'm much happy, for cheering yeah, me. To be, he's a, not yeah. like you know, he's not. You know what I mean? Like overawed by. He's not pandering. Like, he? yeah. He's not pandering at all. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, this is normal. He's just what he's yeah. just walking it, and he's just does come across as a star like he does and you know he's a tna act from that was why me and joe were talking jp sent me a message like is la knight really eli drake <laughs> is that is that the same guy because like i thought he was shit wasn't he in tna and it's like yeah and you know he spent 20 years doing that and whatever what gets over gets over like he was fucking it was impressive it was the loudest reaction outside of maybe someone else who came out later that i aired all weekend that is <laughs> You know, like you, when watching this and TV, I was just sort of like more bemused than anything else. I was like, how has this happened? And it's it's funny you mentioned about like the way he talks, because the one thing he's clearly always worked on is his delivery and how he comes. So like that the idea himself. of him being able to respond naturally to it, to going, no, I'm kind of fine. You know, I, I will react to this. And he's always carried himself very yeah. well. The issue has always been there's just in ring. And I still don't think there's anything too much there. No. But for this company, weirdly, he doesn't need that. Like, and like you say, if he's over, he's over. And you just got to go with it. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a cheat. You can give him a big IC win or something along those lines. That really, I, I can't, I just can't see it sustaining. I don't know if this is going to be absolute because you'd have to start booking him accordingly to put him into that top mix. And I just still don't see them doing it. And I don't know if it's the age thing or anything else, but. But I've got something to say about that age, though, boys. Like, he's 40, isn't he? Spoiler alert, Damien Priest is 40. You know, people keep forgetting it because even Nash put, made that on the, because obviously he's doing the rounds because he had a go at him, didn't he? Saying he's literally, can no one else see he's literally a rock rip off. But then he puts over Priest, and I, feel, I was shouting at me telly, but he's 40 as well. <laughs> it's mad. Oh, like, Nash and Hall, sorry, when they had their best runs, they were nearly 40. Yeah. And that was back then <laughs> when 40 meant you were dead, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Wrestlers' ages are a bit like medieval ages, aren't they? And you go, look at this old fella. He was 38 when he died. And they're like four foot three or something like that. They married at 12. Yeah, they did, didn't they? (laughs) But but no, it's true, though, because he's like, you know, he's in the prime of his... Your 40s probably shouldn't be athletic prime or went 20 years ago. Time has changed. You know, maybe I'm just, you know, because I turned 39 last week. I'm like, ah, it's not old anymore. <laughs> but there's something to that. You're not, he's not finished by any means. He's in good shape. He's got you, you know. Never had a big injury, he said as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at Asuka, that. like she wasn't, you know, a child when she got signed by, she'd had an entire career before WWE signed her. And mm. they still brought, against type for them, because with women, they bring in like, 20 year olds they want don't they and they brought yeah. her in and i've got what like eight years out of it so far like <laughs> there's no you know yeah you gotta you've just gotta go i think when someone's that over and i haven't seen it in person and seeing how passionate those wbr cars are for him like i was just left in no doubt go with him now obviously that meant he didn't um and he didn't win <laughs> but yeah well, you know we, we can get into that get out. But, like yeah I- I sold hard, didn't I, JP, on the weekend show that I thought Logan Paul was going to win as well. Oh, so I, I was, yeah, I didn't catch the guy's name next to me, but like he he called Damien Priest 
And I, I, when he said that, I thought, no, no. I said, it's either LA Knight or Logan Paul. And then obviously when Priest gets gets the briefcase, he was he was he said, I told you. And I went, fair play to you, fair play. Because I didn't expect that. Even though it makes sense with the storylines, with Finn and that, and he'd been teasing that lately. I thought Logan Paul would get it just for the publicity for the month. I, I thought that the same you told me on it, and I, I'd actually forgotten to put a bet on until eight o'clock, and then they just closed down all. Oh, yeah, you could have been yeah. stage, on that so... night, JP. There was another match coming up well, there. You would have cleaned up on this. <laughs> oh, I think I would have done. Yeah, like you, you wouldn't have expected it. I mean, I thought in in terms of them not going for him, I, I thought actually I'm, I'm kind of all right with it necessarily because I think you want to if they are going to do something with it, you want to do it in a one on one basis. Yeah. I, I, that would be the thing that makes sense. And, and to the point of older wrestlers, Andy mentions here, you know, different schedules and the rest of it, and they look after themselves. Yeah. In other words, it's not like, right, we finished working, let's get the blow and go off to the strip club, <laughs> which, let's be honest, can possibly reduce your career years. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, but in terms of the choice, I was personally quite happy they went with Damien Priest. After his appearance yeah. on Sunday brunch, which I, know, I like Priest too. I, I like him after that bad bunny JP, isn't it? You know, that's probably the reward that he's getting this because of that match and putting the trust in him and stuff like that, for you sure. Yeah. So it's a similar story, isn't it? Because, like, yeah, yeah. Did anyone really see that in him when he was in ROH just punishing Mar- Mar- Martinez, Martinez? Like, not really. He's just, he was a generic tall bloke, wasn't he, in ROH? And, you know, again, in his late 30s and people kind of thought of him as like, you know, that old, like a veteran type who was never, never going to make it. He's made, you know, they all have in that group to be fair, mm. made him, made a meal of, um, of what would be have given him. Um, and yeah, he looked like a star. He absolutely did. Um, and he, yeah, I, I didn't expect it. I really did think they'd go the Logan Paul route. Um, that was the other thing. Logan Paul was the mega heel in this match too. Oh, amazing. The, reaction. the heat he was getting. Yeah. Seeing him, I know we've said that a million times, it's all ground, but I will say seeing it in person this time, you could sit in that crowd and someone said, one of those wrestlers is a celebrity who's parachuted in and has had how many matches? Three, four at this point? Four, I think You would not guess it's him. You just wouldn't. Like, uh, or at least... you. It's not obvious in any way. Yeah, like night. Yeah. That's why it's yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he just slots in so well. He was great on SmackDown as well as far as leaning into that and lo- just love it. Like, he, he seemed almost knocked over by how much heat he was getting. Um, like, he, he was loving, like, working off of that even when he was on commentary. Probably took a bit of a heat out of the match on SmackDown, if I'm honest. But, like, you know, whatever. Um, he was loving it. He yeah, seeing him in person was like that was an experience too. So I just assumed because that was the thing on SmackDown, they made it about them too pretty much. Pete Dunne ended the angle on SmackDown, you know, you know, as Butch, you know, holding the the briefcase, which was like, okay, well, he's not winning his moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah, his moment yeah. for the weekend. He's not winning it, but yeah. it was over too. A lot of bruiserweight chance. I thought they were gonna, yeah, he was switch, he was. you know, <clears throat> switch it with him and be like, okay, he's Pete Dunne again now. Um, maybe that day comes again. Maybe it doesn't. That was nice to see as well. Moonsault off the top then by him, wasn't he oh, on the outside? Yeah, that was yeah, a good spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he got his moments in it as well, but it was it was mainly built around Logan Paul and uh, and LA Knight, and basically any time a heel did anything, any time anyone did anything to LA Knight, they got booed in it, and he did get cheat, got cheated. Even Pete Dunne got booed yeah, going back and forth with LA Knight, didn't he? That's how much he was over. But as Don says, Ben, oh yeah, the spot we've got to talk about with him, Ricochet and Logan Paul, oh. when they both fall on the ladder onto the what top rope. <laughs> 
they, they slipped. I, I think Ricochet just grabs him and tries to save her and just thinks, fuck it, we've just got to do it anyway. And they're both athletic enough, but it didn't fucking... He, did <laughs> he the, goes um, through at, at first. New Jack Vic Rams, wasn't it? It was just like... Yeah, we're just going. going. Yeah. <laughs> we spoke about it. We spoke about XPW in the pre-show. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, there's like, oh my God, like it was... it was Because you could imagine as well, like, it could have been a bad injury. Now, a bad oh, injury to a wrestler is one slip. thing. Yeah, yeah. A bad injury to a celebrity, there's whole other levels because you're going to get the agents, all of the other celebrities going, you are not doing that. You're not getting involved. Look at this lad. He could have broken his neck. That's the kind of thing you've got to feel. Like, if you're Bad Bunny's agent, you're like, hmm, all right. Is there a point where you need to kind of call But I bet that on? puts him over with the boys more, though, JP. That yeah. toughness type of thing. And they love the management I, side. They love that, won't they? Yeah. At the same time, it's madness. They were always going to do a mad stunt. It's just the, yeah, way you look at the logistics of it, of what them jump, getting pushed off the ladder, ladder to do a Spanish fly on the top. It's like this. He no wants to do this springboard, didn't he? He wants yeah. to yeah. just bounce right off. And I and don't know who slipped first. It was just. Yeah, and they slipped and ended up yeah. in the middle rope. At what point? <laughs> yeah. I didn't see this live. So it was like, oh, no, 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 no. JP, I jumped out my seat, mate. I, was, I nearly went through the ceiling. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> What is this? I was so worried. I was I was so convinced Logan Paul had hurt himself. It was like they've called an audible. Yeah, that's the reason Damien Priest went over. Logan yeah. Paul was supposed to win, <laughs> but he just couldn't get back up. You would have believed it though. Oh, yeah, daft. Yeah. Oh, if feels... it came off, we'd all be saying differently, though, wouldn't we? If they'd have pulled it off, yeah, yeah. like yeah, well, you know, uh, I guess it would have been the thing you remembered as well. I mean, I think that him Damien Priest winning it is more is more the reward because the Bad Bunny stuff, like yeah. there's so much of it like for that working and then the continued relationship. And if you're talking about the TV deals and the kind of exposure they want, they want to be able to say that bad bunny is like a regular part of WWE canon. So like you, you kind of, you know, I, th- I think for that, there's so much appreciation, but like I say on Sunday brunch, he was asked the kind of questions because it was the old presenter of, um, remember pop, was it pop world on, I might be getting it wrong. No, Simon, um, I'm still, was it? With Simon Amstel, so it was. Oh, oh he's a name? bit. Oh, it wasn't all the fakes. Oh, um, oh, what was the name? Something Oliver. Yeah. I can't remember her name because of the name. Uh, it wasn't all. Is it fake stuff and all that? JP Shaw. Sure, was. That's Jim what she was White, asking. Jim it's White not real, though, is it? On talk sports. I was like, what year is it? Fucking yeah. hell. He got <laughs> that. <laughs> of which you should have said, like, you met those pulp fans and go, you know what? You know, he wasn't at he wasn't at St. Martin's College with a girl from Greece. That's not real. I don't know why you're going along to see pulp. It's not He's real. I knew Liam would tell us. I didn't want to advertise it. She asked that, but he, but like he went through that. He managed to kind of avoid it of going. Look, yeah, it's athletic what we do. I wish it didn't hurt, but obviously it does. But we do it so much, and we're always on the road. And yeah, we do the entertainment. She goes, you know, it's just the amalgam of these worlds. Even talked about Lucha Libre, behaved like a human being throughout, yeah. looked like a human being throughout. Not enough that he'd sit down with Judge Rinder, Bridget Christie, and Peter Andre, who's got an 18 and a 16 year old kid called Junior and Princess, which I learned of watching more of Sunday Brunch than I'd expected. But anyway, the point of all of that is he's the kind of guy that they like and go with and they can put in those kind of positions. And it feels like he's he doesn't look 40 in their kind of terms, even if he did look 40 on that sofa, he looked like he was knackered from the night before. Yeah. To going with him and everything Holy else. Party, and he is- we know that. <laughs> we get to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was off time. Fair enough, you know. <laughs> yeah. Him young. His business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> God bless him. Um, but yeah, a surprise and want to see him go over. But yeah, it was... 
you know, it was it was a car crash. It was cool to see live. Don't know how it came across on tape. It's a, don't think this is the AEW paper we were going to be throwing star ratings around here willy nilly. But I enjoyed it as an opener. Um, you know, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was hot, Benno. As you say, most LA Knight Logan was getting heat and everyone else was over butch and stuff. So it was a hot opener, it was. 3.25 to 3.5. It was like, that was my immediate kind of, into, uh, it was like an opener that was, because the crowd would, I don't and again, you can say it seemed so hot for like kind of. Oh, JP, I'm breaking. 3.75 at least for me, that I'd, I'd go with. I'm, break, I'm breaking uh, Melton's fucking scale here, but he's had the life biased. I'm giving seven to some of these. <laughs> fucking hell, because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> you were the uh, you were the seventh man in this uh, in this ladder match. It was, uh, it was yeah. <laughs> no, that that was the main event. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was the uh, that was your uh, your fun open. I don't know if that's the right word you want to use as uh, people heads went through uh, tables and such. But no, a lot of good stuff there. Like you say, good to see Pete done uh, as over as he was as well. That's mm. like yeah, the Bruiserweight things worked as a gimmick to get him to this point. Got to think at some point they're like, okay, now you're going to be back guy. Pete, yeah, yeah. I, I thought this would be the moment, but it uh, it wasn't. But yeah, we went from there into it. Uh, I've known of a lot on uh, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I might have been at the gents, um, but Matty, but well, you missed it. <laughs> you missed it, Ben. I, I mean, it was just. So, uh, I was in the toilets and I got that was the point. I was it. I was speaking to one of our listeners or maybe someone else, but like. Then me and Steph were about to go back to our seats and literally heard the loudest <laughs> fucking pop. And I was like, from that match? Like, like, what could have possibly happened? Like, we saw the entrances, that's enough. Like, what, what, what on earth was it? <laughs> Only for us to find out that uh, Ronda Rousey's contract's about to run out. So, fuck, let's yeah. turn Shane basically heel. That's basically what's happened here, isn't it? Yeah, it was out of nowhere. I mean, it literally shocked everyone. Everyone stood up because it was just a run-of-the-mill tag team match, boys, like that everyone was just, you know, kind of into giving the, the claps and that. But when that happened, everyone stood up because no one could... You know, logically, we'll get the explanation. It didn't make any sense on the night, but it was a good moment and no one's seen it coming. So, you know, that's all I can say on that. Like, it, it was a bit weird because they just kind of had a match. Yeah. And the heel turn was quite random. Yeah. It was just like... the tagged in, Ronda Rousey came in and then Shayna Baszler attacked Ronda Rousey and left. You, that's got to be SummerSlam though and they've got to have a, like, is, a, US one of the ca- a cage match and it's got to be JP. Talks about on the daily update today, they've got six matches that are kind of rumoured for it, and that's okay. very much one of them and if as you say it's towards the end of a contract and let's face it not worth the money that they're paying let it go so, let it go yeah. they were showing like, footage go. like of like a debut and stuff and it was like oh that yeah like a different world that feels like yeah. it. <laughs> she's not the same yeah, she put Triple H through that table and that was like the biggest face what going wasn't she was she was when she came in she yeah was, no she was just another run of the one member of that roster now like yeah the quicker she gets out the better for both parties I would uh, cut the losses say. and he says here the angle was very Russo yeah surprised me he didn't love it more Matty with the, the randomness of the like <laughs> oh no I mean, me and the uh, the guy next to me were just we were like what Ed, uh, you know, heads in our hands kind of thing. Like, what's fucking happened to you? As you say, Ben, it was just... <laughs> as, I can only imagine you hearing that pop and thinking, what the hell was going on what in that possibly match? Do you think Sasha <laughs> Banks had run back in or something yeah, yeah. like that? <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I found out and uh, got back to his seat for... Uh... New tag champions there. Uh, we got to add in new women's tag champs, Liv and Raquel. They never lost it in the first place, so gives them something to do now, doesn't it? Yes. Then we went to Gunther and, uh, and Matt Riddle next. So I was in VC for this one. Loved seeing, again, you know, a good thing of this weekend was seeing like a Gunther, you know, 
someone I've seen in Germany, seen in smaller shows here, seen everywhere, seeing him in a big arena setting for WWE and getting the full. That entrance is a big one, you know. Yeah, and right, I'll give them credit. <laughs> it's entrances and it's the pageantry of it. Like that was really cool to, to kind of see live and see him come out. Still got that Walter Aura there. Um, Matt Riddle came out, you know, we're not fans of, uh, of Matt Riddle here for uh, for many reasons. Um, but can still recognise that, you know, there's still a, there's a good wrestler in there still. We've seen on the British Indies, Gunther and Matt Riddle have one of the better matches of that, you know, call it a glory period, uh, although it's obviously tainted at this point. Um and then they went out here on the biggest stage possible, and they had a professional wrestling match. That's like, I was so disappointed, like in in this really. And again, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I, I my literal catchphrase these last few months about Gunther slash Walter has been one: Can you believe he's gotten this over and is pr- protected and booked this well in WWE? But two: Name me a bad Gunther match. I wouldn't go as far as calling this bad. No, it wasn't this bad. Was incredibly mid. Like, this was a TV Look, match. Disappointing. You nailed the word. That's the word, JP. You both said it. It was disappointing because we had high expectations. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> Three stars? I, I wouldn't go any higher than that. That's what it was. It was literally a match. And you also made me realise what a staple of WWE big shows that the Walter Big Match, the Gunter Big Match is, for all intents and purposes. So I was kind of looking forward to this because it was going to be the thing on... I knew it was going to be positioned around sort of third on the card, but you thought it's going to be really good because it's him and it's them and they've worked together and they could do stuff. And instead it was very dull. I thought the the finish was quite soft. It showed where they kind of, uh, you never know with this company, they can slot people into main events whenever they want. Yeah, nothing but it kind of showed me what they think of, of Riddle. I just thought, well, no, if you, if this is how the match is going to be going, because it just felt like you say, it was a professional wrestling match and he was quite dominant. And it didn't feel like there was any threat whatsoever to him losing. And I say so I was just a bit bored. And then the, yeah. the finish was underwhelming. Yeah, I'd, I'd even go like sub three. I don't know. What the thing what, is, the most disappointing yeah. match. That's the way, JP, for sure. But, they could but be, even that, them though, two, though, sorry, Matt, them two could, could give you a four star match in their sleep. Oh, easy. Like, easy. I, I think they were hampered, though, as well. I'm not sticking up, but they had the injury to an old storyline of Riddle's ankle, so they couldn't, like, I don't know, I know what you're saying. They, they overthought it, I think. They tried yeah. to be cute and clever with the finish and the ankle stuff and have, like, this intelligent match. Just get the bed. Uh, I just, yeah, not a fan of it. On Gunther, though, Ben, like, what you're saying, I've, even I've seen him in, in smaller settings, and I will say about him in this big arena setting, he's, he's still one of the wrestlers who lays it in. Yeah, Even me, me seat back, I want, he, he, it looks, quote-unquote, real. Do you know what I mean? It does. He lays it in. You can hear it. He, he's perfect. He is. And I, would I ever say that about Gunther four years ago, Ben? Ah, <laughs> yeah. you love that. Match, yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. Don't protest too much. Um, he needs to eat some beef pies. He needs to go to uh, to Wenzel's and get a few uh, Jamaican beef patties. That's what uh, that's what Gun. That's the thing missing from his game these days, I'd say. But. Yeah. I mean, but this was just it, set up for the angle afterwards. That was all yeah. it was. Yeah. And I've got to say, like, and that I thought this was. There's a lot to slag off on this show. I think Matty's not going to like some of it, 
wouldn't help him. <laughs> it is, though. It, it wasn't a very good show, I don't think. But <laughs> I think the, what they got right here, this I thought this was perfect, was like, well, if Drew was going to be off TV, yes, there was all those news stories we covered on like the weekend show and stuff about how he's going to be reintegrated yeah. into stories going into this. Maybe you can make the argument, maybe they should have done that, so you could have had him and Walter, him and Gunther on this. But like him getting that comeback moment like for this crowd, again, like LA Knight, you could have convinced me Steve Austin walked out like this. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever witness a Drew McIntyre pop that loud ever again because it was, for lack of a do- better WWE term, a moment. I, it felt like a kind of... I, don't, I mean, I'm assuming this is the point where... And it's been, you know, it's been revealed pretty much that he was never really going to go anywhere. He was just kind of off TV, like the idea of him going somewhere else. But coming back in at this... I mean, you'd have to assume he's going over... I was going to say that. SummerSlam, this is the point they're going to change it. And then, if anything, it moves Gunter out the Intercontinental title scene. moves Against Seth, then. You can go against Seth. you can go against Seth. And then if you put the title on, you can go back to this stuff as well. And it was as big a reaction. It just... The match would be great, To me... Him and Drew. That'll be better than this one, definitely. Yeah, I'm just not excited. So when he came out, it was just like, same old Drew McIntyre, really. He's just had a bit of time off. And I think the more interesting direction with him is as a heel. Whereas, but they weren't going to do that. If they are going to bring him back for this show. He was always going to get the big pop and everything yeah. else. So maybe they'll get round to it, but it's, they need to be doing something fresh because there's, there's value for him in what they say. Like we talk about Eli Drake, like he's very much their kind of wrestler. So it feels like it's an obvious no brainer to be keeping him around. And especially if, as we'll talk about, the UK is a much bigger thing in the plans. They've had like a real like kind of wake up call. I think recently. They the ass, yeah, yeah, they really have. I'm, I'm into it. I, I say I never. I said to Matty in the pub, I never thought that I'd see the day I become a Sheamus fan. I think I am now. Um, I enjoy yeah. the stuff these <laughs> days. Um, and Drew in that little big lads is each other hard division that the yeah, title yeah. division. I don't mind it. Yeah, I think it's a, it's it's not a bad match to go back to. But we'll see outside of the UK. Let's see how uh, how Drew. Uh, It'll be a good match. That'll be the yeah. thing, hopefully. And it'll be if it's 50 50 as well, and they're going in there beating shit up. And that was one of the other reports that he was pretty banged up at Mania and stuff. So he needed some time off as well. Well, we went from there into my uh, uh, couple of segments here that were uh, giving my heart palpitations. Matty, I'll be here. I'm right with you at this point in the show as we had uh, Cody Rhodes versus. Uh, Dominic Mysterio up next, which, as I said, uh, if I was on the weekend show, my preview for this would have been they 100% booked this match on the house show loop um, a couple of months ago when they were in the UK, like specifically that Manchester show, when if you told me to give you a list of the most over baby faces and heels in WWE, number one baby face would be Cody Rhodes based on that show. Number one heel would be Dominic Mysterio um, based on those shows. Um, the reaction was real. I'm sorry. I've heard reports of like, you know, stuff being piped in for him and whatever. Those live WWE crowds fucking love Boone Dominic Mysterio. They have such, yeah. It's like and it's fun. It is because the character so, he's such a dweeb. He's such a David Flair type. But the, the secret is he's not. He's not as bad as David Flair. He's like, he's all right. You know, he can do. You do the basics okay enough in, in there. And they've struck gold with him in the Rhea Ripley thing. Like that's a brilliant like setup for him and you know he doesn't need credibility really so you can get away with you know a lot of the positions that they put him in so i was really looking forward to this one and you know 
in my seat, you know, crying there, Matty Tears as Cody Rhodes came out. Okay, maybe it didn't get quite that hard. But I was, you know, I was enjoying it. Another one, Cody Rhodes seeing him again in the WWE environment. Were you singing Downside? Yes. Everyone was singing a JP, everyone in the arena, mate. I was into that. Brilliant. I didn't know all the yeah. words, but I tried my best. I know most of them, something, something, Cody Rhodes. Uh, you know, but, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mega star when he comes out. He's their, he's their top baby face at this point. And that was the thing. They they made out, it felt, where it was just me in the arena getting like mixed signals. But I, I swear, like, I'd heard Cody and Dominic were going to end this show and be the last Yeah, match. I did. Mm. I was fuming when I heard that. There was no I was way, though, because they went out there and I mentioned this was a match that felt born of house shows. They then had a house show match. <laughs> it was all right. It was. Yeah. 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 Lots of booze. He took it through, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, a, yeah. it was one for the house. It, I can't imagine this yeah. coming across well on, on uh, pay-per-view, JP. Yeah, it did come through. It, I tell you what, it came through as like one for the house, but if anything... It was the thing that I came away impressed with Dominic Mysterio. It was like it was the reaction, like the slap stuff. I thought yep. was good. Just his chicken shit heel stuff, where you thought actually he's getting this. Yep. The stuff in the ring is going to take years for him to get to a level. If you were going to try and talk about longevity at the top of it, but enjoy it while you can. And I found this fine because it gave the crowd what they wanted. Definitive win as well, wasn't it? Cody needed it, it after was. Brock as well. Yeah, you didn't have the Brock stuff, which would have been the only way you could have... I, I, it would have been as good a place for it if you were going to build to, um, you know, um, uh, to SummerSlam and the match between those two to kind of finish off the trilogy. That would have been good for it, but this was fine for what it was. And like you say, like the reactions to him as well. Like you, I'm not just me. You've got to go along with this stuff. He was talk, They were talking on commentary about how he was locked in the Tower of London um, <laughs> the night before for jaywalking, and I went... In London, jaywalking is like, there's a lot worse that goes on on the streets of London that people aren't being arrested for. Oh, I think he did that. Um, what's he called? Fucking Vince's favourite, Austin Theory, because a promo on SmackDown. Some, uh, it, was, it was in the dark bit of how um, all of you, I bet you all shop at Walmart or something like that, he said. It was like, oh, man, you just don't know what. I think it as the chance. Um, come on, get your references right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't have anything to say, really. It was a match. Um, cool to see Cody, yeah, cool the... to see Dom. Yeah, yeah that was it. Um, well, Cody needed it, and it should as. Yeah, it was booked to perfection. None of this like near falls by dot. He just convinced him win JP. That's what he needed. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And that's that's the role he plays in the show. Like I say, I'm not I'm not here telling you Dominic Mysterio's is necessarily good, but he's over the character works. Great, ca- great character to have around for sure. Yeah, slot on the card. You're sure. kidding yourself if you think otherwise. Like the heat is there. Um, whatever reason it's Ellie and I think whatever reason it's there, it's there. So you know you can play off it and you can do stuff with it. But I did think the match was disappointing, but. After that, Matt, we were... Uh... Mate, now, I, I'll be honest with you. We had, after that, we had, like, a little uh, advert where Cena's Kipper come on, like, 30% off the new video, the video game. Which is interesting, then, isn't like, it? Yeah, had... what weird timing. Yeah. they planned this percentage cut for years. <laughs> but, and uh, listeners will know this as well as you guys, I'm not a Cena guy. I am not a Cena guy. When that fucking music hit me and the guy next to me jumped up hugging each other and we were bouncing up and down and i was just fucking what a reaction ben what a moment it was it was amazing real 
Like, so, no? so, so later in the show, I mean, it's not giving anything away. They played like an Edge video, and enough people in the crowd thought Edge was coming out that it got a pop. And then we went, oh, when they realized it wasn't. I, I was made up. He wasn't there. I'm sure, Matty was crying. But it felt like one of them. It was like, oh, they're playing a Cena video. And then the music kept going. And like yeah. everyone around me went crazy. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> and you see him out. rolling down the ramp, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen him years ago. I saw him at WrestleMania um, 22 um, in the main event at that one. But it wasn't, you know, he got He was too busy eyeing Punk up on the fucking motor, motor video whenever <laughs> he came out the front. With the Tommy gun, with the Tommy gun, where yeah. Punk. <laughs> I wasn't asked about John at that point in my life. <laughs> But as he said in his promo, it was like, yeah, I thought he's all fucking hating me. Oh, I lost my mind with everyone else. You don't like yeah. Cena. You lost your mind. No, we don't. Well. No one done Cena sucks as well. We were all singing, we were all singing the song, and like I, me and the guy, everyone in our section was just going duh, 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 for ages, just going wild. Even the like, two lads who were on the sesh. <laughs> oh, they were loving it. That, that was one of the things they were loving about the show, JP. And like as you say, like. Honestly, just I just got swept right up in it. Yeah, you can't. can't. I can never deny that, Benno. You know, and it's fresh off like his, uh, his tour of Liverpool of uh, the local yeah. gyms and uh, your Gary's work. And uh, yeah, he's he's over here filming, isn't he? So that's why he's around. So I was saying to Steph, even, though, what do you think the conversation was? Because he came out, he's got a Cena hat on, the t shirt. Okay, they're WB shop stuff. But he had the jorts on, like proper John Cena jorts. Like, he had, you know, his trainers and all that, knee pads and that. Like, how how did that conversation work? Like, there's no way he's over here filming stuff and he just have, happens to have a pair of jorts in his, like, in his, in his bag. And they weren't, like, I don't know what brand he wears, but there's no way you're getting them over here. Either jorts aren't really a thing, are they? It's not like you went to Primark. He'll have a wardrobe. He'll have a big, jorts. like... I'm fucking. Did, you have like a truck full backstage, Ben. flown surely. over up with, on the flight with everyone else. Like, how did he get to the country? I honestly want to know. That's a stupid thing to want to know. Did he get him? Get him were they sent to an Amazon locker outside the arena? Like, where did he get his knee pads from? <laughs> I just want to know where they, uh, where they came from. But whatever, however, it worked out. It uh, always bring your gear, as Simon does say. That is uh, that is correct. But I mean, I will say about the segment itself. I'm sure, like we, we all had a good time in the building. Absolutely. Oh, on pay-per-view, Benno. Yeah, watch it on telly. <laughs> Watching that. Because he's just sucking up. And like, we're, all, we're cheering Benno. for him. And, yeah. Even before we found out what happened afterwards with Triple H, shut it down. Yeah. Even I'm laughing, thinking this is typical scene of bullshit pandering to the fans. But then I thought, when he did say the fourth, does he actually mean it? And then, obviously, we found out later on, it was just typical scene of bumming up, though, wasn't it? Well, I mean, that's the thing. So, in the moment, it was like, oh, he's, he's acting like he's trying to convince the WWE to come back for Mania. No, they're trying to convince City of London to pay to get WrestleMania. That's what he's trying yes, to do. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, yeah, Nose has been pushed out a little bit by AEW running Wembley. And even if the ad Wembley. Of course. They're not allowed to announce it right now. I think Robert pointed that out on uh, on Twitter. Welcome to our Discord. Uh, he is there. Um, I think it's him anyway. I hope it's the real one and we uh, we don't get any uh, any kickoffs. But anywho, um, as he pointed out, yeah, um, they couldn't say it anyway with all in, you know, being at Wembley. I'm sure there's exclusivity uh, agreements and, uh, and such. But yeah, felt like we just said there, uh, JP, pure pandering, pure... Yeah. For, again, this is the problem with this show, I think. I had the boss time, but clearly for the house because I don't, I can't imagine this made compelling TV at yeah. Well, it was just very weird, is how it came across. Like you say, it was like the pandering, but I mean, my whole thing was this is very much like kind of testing the waters because there's several practicalities. Like you say, they'd want a site fee. Good luck getting that, and good luck getting it for Wembley as well. And then it gets into not just 
the 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 kind of sight fee and everything else is clearly all as a result of all in and being hurt from it and being hurt by the gate as well, the largest gate in you. Those stats they want to own each and every one of them. Most people attending and everything else. And the only place that they'd be able to do it is Wembley. Now, obviously all in at time of recording, I think last and the observer is about 66,618 tickets and anything of that, any matches announced. You think for WWE, they'd want to do two days for it for like a mania. Problem is they can't do it till 2026. They've locked in the locations for 24 and 25. So it'd be 2026. I know there's stuff where they've asked people in polling about whether or not they'd want to do one of the other shows here. The only one I thought was you could do a two day Royal Rumble, like, but even then, it would be one of the rumbles would probably be very clearly more of a draw than the other one. And I don't know about that being the case. So they're kind of offering all of these very, like it's like they're testing the water with this stuff. And I just thought, well, you're just kind of teasing them ultimately because they're not going to get a mania, but, but he got a massive pop. That's all it was. But you know what I found out boys? Serious. Like the next day, these two lads sat next to me on the train and they, come up with this mad... I was like, what are you chatting whammy at? Apparently, the guy from the Guinness Book of Records was in attendance, and that was what that angle was designed to do because of that pop and how loud it was. He was trying to get, like, the most decimal JP or whatever it is, Audi record. That you kind of thing. to you? That sounds like complete no, fucking bollocks. <laughs> no, but then... But no, but no, but you no. Know what, what, what give it a bit of theory is that Natalia backstage got presented with six yeah. Guinness World Record Awards by the official guy that was there. So maybe it does kind of yeah. these two guys. So I don't know. Uh, That's why. Why would you design it, though, Ben? Otherwise... Why was she there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, so I, I don't know. I mean, I get Seems the news very... from Dave Meltzer. Matty gets us from yeah. the two blokes on the train. But, no, maybe but you, people... always blow your, you always get your mind blown when I come up with these little news nuggets. <laughs> and this is off, like, two guys. Like, but, it doesn't matter. but it doesn't matter anyway, because they're going to hold it in Australia. Yeah, yeah here we uh, go, yeah. I was... Can I just say for this? It was almost like I was watching this bit and I was going, hmm, it's like they're trying to get heat on Australia about England. And I don't know, maybe if there was some massive sporting occasion which celebrated the most biggest rivalry, the reason for the rivalry between them in England, Australia and the cricket. And then it's not fucking mentioned in the slightest. And he went, low hanging fruit, mate. England, six wickets in hand at that point, chasing down 271 on a run toll. He should have been on about that stuff all of the bloody time didn't mention it and i just went that's bollocks like yeah, i was, that was like easy, that. there was so much stuff. he could have Even mentioned neighbors there's so much stuff he could have done with did with you see this. cena get his um generic the was it the video going around the cena with the guy wants to pick just filming cena and he goes i'm here with me friends do you mind and just shoots him down he got that line into grecian wallet did need did anyone get onto that yeah 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 i thought that was a clever little thing that it that he done there like See for seeing a light. Yeah. Fucking hell. Like even says impact in Australia and uh, got them uh, got them worried there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought Grayson Waller, you know, he did the heel who's taking the bump role well enough, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. They love giving him stick, who are you and that? I love that one <laughs> when, we, when they come out, we always do that chat, don't we? He didn't react to it. He didn't show the instincts of when he was coming out. And then we're going like, "Who are you?" And he should be going, "I'm great." He's done it in the JP. He's done it in the ring. I I agree with you, Dave. Yeah, he he stuck. Wait, wait, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you. And that was the best thing he did. He stuck to the script too much on the ramp, definitely for sure. You you soak that in and you you uh, converse with the fans there, don't you? For sure, yeah. 
Well, I think we're going to get to the main event quite quickly because these next two, I don't know if there's a lot to say. Um, well, probably more. Like, women's money in the bank match. Do you have much on that one, Massey? Um, yeah, like I like the finish. You know, oh. I don't got a fate today. I don't got a fucking fate today. Yeah, he said, he said in one of our chats, didn't he? Why didn't you just push the ladder over, ladies? But then I thought, well, you break your own arm, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk for you, Gareth, about I did that next that. time. I, did, to be honest, I had that thought, but I, I, thought, I, I thought it was a clever spot. Yeah, I thought it was very, very clever. Maybe it was really was. Up in it, you know, Chekhov's gone with the uh, with the with the handcuff. It was, um, it was, I, I but know. it sounded like a similar situation for EO Sky, and that the crowd so wanted, yeah, and she's over. right there, in there. And I got reminded by San Juan when they booed Bianca Belair yeah. out of the building for her, not, not for anything that Bianca Belair had done because they loved EO Sky. And I do think there's an element of she's just really fucking good, therefore, yeah. and she's like clearly like the best of like the the wrestlers there so therefore it's kind of like what and she's a fresh face and everything else clearly people that know about her being married to evil thank god because i think that would possibly kill it stone dead um if the, no rumors the, of him coming in jp no what as some sort of glam rocker no no <laughs> thanks he can piss off but i did i did think the ending was as crit you see so many of these money in the bank and various ladder matches couldn't remember this being used as a finish. No. So for that alone, I was like, oh, okay. I'm kind of, it's something different. I don't expect it to be like, what about that, um... seriously well thought out. I thought, necessarily, but for the moment, it worked. The only thing that stood out for me from the match, I don't know if you were going to say it, Marcy, like from my live memory, I haven't had a chance to watch it back on tape yet. I was back uh, 10 minutes before we hit record tonight. Uh, I haven't even seen Collision this week, lads. Uh, if anyone's waiting for that, you're not getting a review this week from me, at least. I. On that one, help um, I know. All right. I haven't had a chance. <laughs> Literally just got back. Um, taped anyway. I'm looking forward. To I'll try and fill it in in 60 seconds for you. Okay. At the very, very end. <laughs> so next week's. I mean, if you haven't noticed already, this is a very much a Matty show this week. But uh, we will have some some AEW chat. Normal resume um, service next week, yeah. everyone. Don't worry. I, I thought the, the Zelina Vega um, was a code red. Power bomb. Uh, oh, was it a code red? Fucking yeah. hell! The bounce. Oof, like she, yeah. like, credit to her. Because she is quite small. It's from a high. De- I was watching her do that, like, in person. Looking at her going, fuck me, that took some bravery to pull that one off. I yeah. thought, uh, that was the only thing that stood out, really, spot wise. I don't know if there was anything else for, for you, Matt. Seeing Trish live, you know, what else is there? Yeah, seeing Trish. Uh, yeah. Bailey was over, the right... or, you know, what year yeah. is it? Like, uh, I don't know if that Bailey chance has uh, outstayed its welcome, you know? No, well, Trish and Becky, you know, didn't need it because they've got their, their feud going on. They're going to end that at SummerSlam, JP. I'm sure that's one of the yeah. six matches you were saying. It is. That, that's written itself. So they didn't need it. So it was the right person to win. And, you know, Trish didn't do much by the side. Someone said she, like, broke her nose or looked like she done her nose in off, off a spot. She took yeah. that man slam on the ladder, didn't she, on the outside. So, yeah. It was it was a good Zoe Stark spot after that, actually, where she did a neck breaker off the apron onto Becky Lynch. Yeah, I thought she looked well, Zoe Stark. I was impressed, GP. I think she's. I was going to say that yeah. if you figure the role that she's being set up for, someone to feud after Trish, I'm assuming finishes her run at SummerSlam because that's yeah. the thing that makes sense. She she's looked all right. She looked perfect. I mean, it's very early to tell. We don't know anything from a character perspective, and that's kind of key for everything there. But I thought she was all right. I, it was just that. This was always a match I, w- I wondered whether or not it'd end up being kind of overshadowed. And I just think at least with that finish, they made sure... It's it memorable, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which, if you're the kind of company, as every company should be for they, these big events, doing a big music video montage at the end of it, 
it's the kind of stuff you put into that to convince yourself that in fact the match was better than what it was. It's like, oh yeah, I really like that spot, but you kind of don't need to think about the rest of the match then in that case. That's, like you say, good for Io Sky to get that moment and she was over yeah. and it was the, probably the right choice. Do me a favour though, Beno, for this next match, just just say the line, just say it. <laughs> well, next up we had uh, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. And you know what, Matt? This was a what professional was wrestling match delivered by two professional wrestlers. Is that what you want? <laughs> they're not even crap, are they? I can't even say that. No, they're not. They're so fucking average. So, true story. Again, O2 internet shit. Wi-Fi was crap. The three signal was shit. I know, I know it's three and not O2, but still, why is that crap in the arena as well? Nothing was working. Twitter was down, but I was managing to get onto our Discord in spits, and I tried to crack the joke of 3.25 stars for this match as the bell rang at the start of the match. However, <laughs> it didn't so that the internet was shit. It actually sent when the match ended. So people just thought that was a genuine comment from me. But was I right? I was, wasn't I? Because <laughs> the lads went out there and had a bang average. Not even bang. Is 3.25 even average? Just slightly it's, above. It's, it's slightly above. It is. It is. Match. <laughs> Like, that's them two. Oh, Seth Rollins, again, over as fuck, you know, the, I saw the house show, you know, saw at, at the Manchester house show get a, I think it was louder then. I felt like he was trying to get them to do the singing thing, and I, I just didn't think it yeah. was as, as loud as we experienced it in Manchester, but it was loud enough. And, you know, that gimmick is over. It's given a fresh coat of paint. I can't stand it. I think it, it's just shit. It's wrestle crap. But it's WrestleCrap that's over, so I can't really argue, can I? Like they've, you know, it's it's working with that crowd. They love it. They love singing along. They love the character. And then the bell rang, didn't it? And like the two of them just went out there and just they had a match. Like there was nothing special about it. Nothing about it felt like a world title match. It was everything summed up about these two. Like I can't stress enough how like these two are just these are my poster boys for just bang average WWE wrestlers not even again bang average above average WWE yeah. wrestlers that are never going to give you anything better than what their range is 3.25 to 3.75 I'd like them more if they shit the bed more and gave you the two star every now and then if it meant they gave you a four star one every now and yeah. again but they don't the two of them are fucking locked into that range predictable boring WWE wrestlers yeah um Tell me about the shirt Finn Balor used to wear on New Japan that shows JP. Like he used to be good, apparently. You know, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. You know, that's, mate, that's, like all, that's all I'm fucking clinging to is that shirt on the New <laughs> Japan promo awards. I'm completely with you in this. I, oh. I, do you know what? I suppose the only reason I had renewed hope was in the promo they but went back to the SummerSlam match they had for when the Universal title came and it was SummerSlam, wasn't it? And they yeah, first yeah. called up Finn and the injury. And you thought, okay, you've played this into the story. Maybe you could start like a kind of house on fire about how much you actually really dislike him. And they would at least add some energy to it. Fuck no. No. A match. I can't. The most memorable thing, the thing I remember from this, is that Damien Priest came out. Yeah. And these and are the that's it. I started thinking about Sunday brunch again. But. These are, yeah, like... Matty's not one of these people, like, I know we have our back and forth, but you're not one of the people who'd be like, ah, Kenny Omega's shit, he can't lace Seth Rollins' boots. I love Ken, don't I? There are people out there who do that. 
These are your yeah. poster. These are these are supposed to be your work rate guys, aren't they? Like the, this whole car, because the car was pretty bang average. I think as an in ring thing, if I wasn't there live, getting swept up in it, I don't think I'd have been enjoying it back at home. But like this was what you pinned your hopes on as being, you know, outside the story main event, your work rate shake. match. They didn't deliver it at all. Um, yeah, these are your guys. Like fucking hell, I can't. All, this was like Kenny Omega on his worst day. Doesn't have matches like this. It's just. Yeah, no, that, but that's where uh, what we were saying before. Like, I personally think, like, your Gunfers, Benno, and your Drews and your Sheamus's, these knock these out of the park, don't they? These yeah. wrestlers, they do. They're well better. They should be in that. In, they should swap roles. They should be going for the IC, and then they should be going for this new world title. But is this not the yeah, IC? I agree with you. Well, <laughs> I said when they done it tonight on, on one of the weekend TV shows, I was on. He better not have an open challenge like thing, oh. and he's been doing that, Seth. So. Yeah, straight out the gate for me. Not 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 wavy. So So yeah, that was that. Uh Owens and Zayn had a quick interview. They would they were literally like to the right of us and above in like the box. So yeah, they were missing from the show. Like I'd say that SmackDown match was was great. I would have loved I think that would have added something to this show to to see like seeing him seeing Sammy on SmackDown, it's like okay, like the moment's gone now. But Still, like you know, within the realm of the most over he's ever been in WWE, it was fun to to see him live. I think that yeah, they should have had these on a pay per view, but yeah, throw kind of throwaway interview saying they were uh, they were watching the main event. But I think I need to step aside here. I think you know we've done the uh, we've done the undercard. <laughs> right there, right there. Though no. you're gonna you're gonna let me have my moments and then you're gonna shit on it after it, aren't you? Am I? Oh, you best go first. <laughs> you fucking are. Who knows? Am I? <laughs> You've been, be, no, you've been no, reading no. the Discord, you've been reading the internet at the minute, and this is where you might poke the bear as well, Beno. Maybe you know I will, so, but, no, I but genuinely, no. I think the reason we're covering this yeah. show, the reason yeah. you were there, this is your moment, Matty. You know, this is this yeah. is what you travel for. Like, I'm going to give you the more, you know. Yeah. I don't think there was anything between that and the main events. Was it, it was right to video package and and away. Oh, video package was was amazing. I mean, Some we were floating massive cans of Bud Light on the. Table. That was where the old sky would JP that I see them on the screen. <laughs> amazing, but they had that the video package, Benno, which we were all just sitting there like our section anyway was just like intently just what what a video package. I enjoyed that. Obviously, recapping the history of the bloodline and, and etc. But Benno, yeah, this was everything I wanted, as you say. Travelled down, spent me money, my own money, you know, on my own, come down, and this is what I was wanting. And I've been, it was everything I wanted the more, mate. Like, I get to, got to see it in the flesh, what I've been watching for three years, as I say before. My wife dragged into it. I make her watch it. It's every Saturday morning, especially when Roman's on. It's just everything about it then from the entrances you know seeing Roman's entrance live was like I, that was the bit I nearly, I nearly went I, I nearly went I was trying to see you in the crowd I couldn't spot where you were and, yeah. you, and you were seating them where you and you vaguely where you were I just couldn't yeah. see you one, I knew you were one of those figures with his with his hand up yeah. and his one up <laughs> because you, you know even like you know because Roman's one of them isn't he when he comes out at any show like everyone does put up he knows he heel he was actually hated it. He really was hated. They yeah. weren't playing along with it. They were, the Usos were over, Benno. He wanted them to win so much, didn't he? And like, because even what we're getting to in a bit, the chants, like, obviously I didn't join in. I went standing up when they were chanting it and there was about like 10 of us just sat down still because like, we were outnumbered. We were, everyone wanted the Usos to win. I but it's like Usos, I said, if it wasn't them, maybe that would have been a Yeah, that's it. Is. But that's where it is, Ben. We, as you say about the, us WWE fans or whatever, we we buy into this. This is what we like. You know what I mean. This is like we bought into it for three years. I, we're gonna 
enjoy this so much. Like I felt it in the entrances. Same on SmackDown. Like I, I thought that you know, I thought the SmackDown segment was really effective, really well done um, to set up this match. Like I was, and again, it was, you know, I, I yes, I'm gonna have negative things to say in a bit. But, of course. But as far as like uh, being there to see this big entrance and see how big this has become with those WWE fans. We can't kid ourselves, JP. Like, it might not be for us, but, like, these fans fucking wrap this shit up. And to his credit, Roman Reigns is a fucking megastar. I was about to... I'm glad you said it, Benno, because, I, you know, I was going to say it. Time stands still. I don't know, that's a a slight too. People will take that when they watch the shit. It's like, fucking hell, four and a half minutes. But when you're there, those four and a half minutes are fucking, like... It is, it was... You want it? I want it to be ten, Benno. It is, Benno. It's like, and he looked... The biggest as well coming out. He just looked like his walk the way he carries. Mm. He was just so much noticeable than any other wrestler coming out. It was a joke. Like he was yeah. such a fucking star. Honest to God, I could just imagine because you were quite close to the entrance, weren't you? So you, could, oh yeah, you probably had a better vantage. How loud was the music? Better everything. The fireworks, yeah. like oh, I forgot to mention them. the fireworks. Yeah. Like we, we got there's a, there's a sign on our section saying like literally bring protection for your ears if you've got or earphones you can put them on because. They were that fucking loud and hot, honest to God. But obviously, I knew when they were coming because I watched it. But some people didn't know when they were coming, and they were literally like jumping up and down. Oh, but... We were in the concourse when we first got there, and Friday and some pyro went off. It was like fucking like got a bit nervous, you know. It was that kind of loud yeah. bang. It was like fucking. Hell, what was that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's great. But yeah, the game Cody yeah. got loads, which is a good. Thing. Yeah, he was the first one that got the the yeah. flames out of the lights because yeah. everyone got the bang. He got the visual of it as well, like Cody. But Roman so, was another uh, level. We we were forced. Uh, we couldn't see the three D big Roman in the in the arena. Unfortunately, I was sad about. I told you. It'd be terrifying if you did, mate. <laughs> or you were on something. One of the two. I told you to film it, didn't I? Film then because I got a good one because because of the loud bang. I couldn't get the whole of the entrance, so I got it literally after this pyro, and I've got like a two and a half minute video, boss video of them. But you've got like the first bit of need, haven't you? So we Matty I'll, literally I'll make them. JP and was like, you, I mean, you must have sent the message like four times to make sure it came. Oh, purely, yeah. Rec- record yeah. Roman's entrance, record Roman's entrance. Like, I mean, it's on the <laughs> network, it's on BT. Like, yeah, I'd be like, you know, they'll have a better copy than me. I want, I want it on my phone, mate. You want that atmosphere of being in the building, mate? Come on. Come on. I was trying to make sure your section was in it as well, so I was like, you can look back, yeah. you, can, uh, you can maybe see him. Thank you for that. Among the crowd. I did it for the Usos as well. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it, it was major it was major league, and it was what these people came for, you know, absolutely, and it was the same on SmackDown. But then even I'll say, Ben, like, like I, even I was sitting there five minutes in, and I'm not going to lie, I'm honest, Ben, I'm always honest, I was thinking... This is a bit slow. This, like, and then, but you, we've watched so many of these Roman matches or Bloodline matches that we know it's going to end great, and we know there's going to be a stretch JP and stuff like that. But early on, even I was thinking this is a bit slow. But the way looking back, I've watched it twice back on telly, by the way, and I love it even more so watching it back. I don't care what anyone says, I love it, and it's like they are because they're not letting the chance affect them, but the pausing, they are they're slowing down more because of what the fans are chanting I feel like Roman was getting some shit you know, off these fans wasn't he like you know tribal wankers a great shout even I've got to laugh at that one that's a fucking great shout and you know stand up if you hate Roman and him sitting down got a pop as well so all that played into it well like but as you say boys talk about that first five minutes it was like it was a house show though wasn't it it was slow and methodical go on yeah five yeah <laughs> No, come on, but you know, five or ten, then it wasn't ten. all match. It wasn't. 
It wasn't. Oh, okay. But this, as you say, but this is more like. I don't know. You should probably use about like fucking with the AEW, like fucking Canadian destroyers <laughs> five minutes in. You've had fucking oh, eight spots. It's a different condition in Benno. If you're into the, I'm not, you're starting to poke me. It is, it's I'm what, what I'm saying there. I'm no, it is, it's just a different type, isn't it? But he, as I say, for the first five, Ben, I had them four to myself. I did. But as I say, they're playing to the, the chance and the crowd and stuff. So to be defensive it's- there. And it's delivering to, I mean, and, and I thought for the stand-up for Roman Reigns stuff was, was great as well, particularly the kind of like, it it was funny. Then there was the bit where he would start talking about how the fans in England are idiots and stuff like that on the TV. You yeah. hear what he yeah, was saying. Yeah, that's a good one. I've watched that. Yeah. And it, I have to say that, I just thought, well, that's, that's, that's this is how show behaviour, dare I say it, for this stuff, which is fine. And I think that's probably the theme of this, of the people who love WWE, they're going to love this. If you're not as invested as me, I'll say it. This fucking dragged. Yeah, like, no, I, I was. It fucking. That's dragged. the investment, JP. That's I what. Is, no, that's I what it is. I'm sorry. I guess where I will poke the bear. I'll, no, I'll give you moments because we're going to agree. We're going to. We, there are things we're going to agree on here. I'm not on the wind up. I'm genuinely not. But like the fifth, it was a 15 minute stretch, and I was as shocked as anyone, considering I've been at SmackDown. And how everything they did, every movement, every like look, everything, everyone was so into and so loud and so responsive too. Can't pretend they were in 15 minutes here where, and I'm shocked as anyone, I don't know who to blame on it. The crowd were amusing themselves for a lot of this. The crowd, and that's, I didn't expect that at all. I'm not trying to poke or, or, or like throw shade, but I was shocked. Uh, how much the crowd were pretty much sitting on the hands for, for for at least fifteen minutes of this match, trying to come up with their own funny chants, amusing themselves. Yes, the stand up and sit down stuff was funny, but it was a lot of that. It was a lot of again. I don't know whether the crowd had just don't know, don't know. Maybe the entrance was where they peaked or something. But I was so surprised at the crowd reaction to this match, and I think it. I think most people who watched it on tape, I'm sorry, man, I've got the same... No, I've got that, no, of course. Because there was something, I think it was just, I think it was too slow. Um, You can say it was. I'll say the first five to ten were better. I had said that before. I had the same feelings, but then... But we we talked about it after the show, so I'm not going to surprise you with what I'm about to say. I was so floored by it, but I, I did still say to Steph in the moment, the thing is, though... These characters and these men are so, so, so over with all of these people here that even if they are shit in the bed a bit here, they're going to get them back. They're absolutely going to get them back. And they absolutely did for the last five, ten minutes. Dramatic, big finish. You can t- you can go into the finish. I'll let you do it. I- yeah. Perfect for the story they're telling. But I can't say that without also saying I there was a real lull early on in this match, and you know there's also elements of this match as well where it's like they're talking there, Roman and Jay are having a bit of a conversation. We can't hear it in the building, and I don't think that necessarily that the cinema aspect. See, that's the telly, isn't it? Because there's a there spot I miss, Benno, live yeah. in the building. I miss one of the biggest spots of the match because when I was talking to someone on the train, even I, on the way home. And they were going on about it. I was like, did I see a low blow? Did I miss it? 
I missed that spot because I'm sitting that side and I missed that. It wasn't even TV. obvious on the yeah. TV. No. Oh, okay. they said so it. That is a, that that's a call. He constantly well, uses it? it, but you yeah. needed to see that on the repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- I did miss that, Ben, like totally. And as you say, when the talk and Roman does his stick, what he does in every match, maybe in the live, because he's not mic'd and stuff, you can't hear it, can you? That's for the cameras, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Didn't hear Heyman at all. No. You wouldn't have heard him. No. no. Didn't hear him either. It was when they went out and they were frustrated by the strategy. And then he said yeah. to him, do you know what the thing is, is this guy is going to show your sons why he's head of the table. That's what's See, we missed all that in the, in the building. If he had, if he just called him Roman or yeah, rather than yeah. my tribal chief all the time, yeah. then I would have probably gone along <laughs> with it a bit that. more. <laughs> That's how normal human beings speak. <laughs> I digress. I, I mean, do you disagree, Matt? I think they lost the crowd for long stretches of this. I think that's the biggest criticism you can give it. I don't know about losing the crowd, Benno, but, you know, they're our, our fans are like that, aren't they? I think maybe what you're saying there as well is like, you know, they knew that it was going to be a bit slow because they've watched Roman matches as well. So they just thought, well, you know, let's just do it. And he was getting some shit. The stand-up, I maybe agree with you on that, but it's a bit too, like, you know, they're amusing themselves. But the tribal wanker, that's like, Normal heat, I think, to me. I I loved it, you know what I mean? But maybe with the stand-up, and then, as JP said, it's a bit house-showy. But if anyone can get away with it and react and converse with the fans, it is Roman. But like you're saying there, but I say five to, to ten minutes, you're saying 15 to 20. Five stars, then. It was going to be a half <laughs> yeah. um, No, but it went 33 minutes. The actual belt of belt was 33 minutes. <laughs> no, but anyway, you know, as you're saying there, after the start, start, when Jay gets the hot tag, Ben, which is probably about 15 minutes in, I don't know. That's when the, the match begins, isn't it? Let, let's be, you know, you know, let's when it proper like begins. He's, so he's agreeing with me. No, that I'm not, not, I'm not. To use those words. It's not. It, it is, though, because I've said at the start, it was slow, and that's what we get from these type of matches. Do you know what I mean? And as JP saying there, we're in the building, so it's going to come across because they're doing all the camera stuff and the talking. Early on, so it's going to be that crossed wires as well, isn't it? So I, I don't know. It, you know, it's it's half match for the the live audience, of course, but it's more for the. And I've never used cinema, but no, so don't ever put me in that. <laughs> I love I love this more than anyone probably on planet Earth, and I've never used that because I wouldn't. I just use it to proper stuff. You know yeah, it's it wasn't bad cinema, cinema, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I must say, you know, I, I've never used that. You know, but yeah. from when Jay gets the hot tag. Mm. You know, the match is on, and then we get the double spear on Roman. We get a sta- obviously the standoff was coming with it being the civil war and stuff. We knew the, the standoff was coming in. Then it really kicks in. We get Superman, Jimmy, Jimmy kicked out of that. We get a splash off the top into a guillotine, which is a callback. Roman's used that on Jimmy a hell in a cell three years ago to make Jay say I quit. We've got loads of callbacks here. The ref goes down, which I think he might have injured himself, really, boys. I don't know, because I heard that yelp, JP. I heard that audible, like, he screamed his ass off. He got caught in the ropes. He so did. Then every, you know, this is Roman, you know, matches. The ref goes down. We get the super kick into the 1D for the false finish, the, the clear visual pin, which I thought, because I thought, I said on the weekend show, called it, it was Jay, Jay had to pin Roman in this one. So I thought, when he done that, I thought, oh, they're giving the visual here, and he's not actually getting it. But then the ref's not there. We get double rock bottoms from Ro- Roman and Sokoa. We get a spike to Jimmy. Then the spear's the best part of this match for me. The spike-spear combination to Jay. And he promised he didn't need to do the Daniel Bryan and the edge finish to stack him, spike him, pin him. Benno, this place fought. 
they were ca- calling bullshit. This whole arena thought that this was the finish. They did. Because when the Usos kicked out of this, was the biggest pop you can ever hear in your life. And I've watched it back several times today, that kick out on telly. I came across amazing. And then if you want to play into the story bit even more, if you're following at home, you know, you had Roman crying his eyes out in the ring. Solo's looking at him. Notice this in the arena, JP. Solo's looking at him as if, like to say, you're meant to be the fucking head of the table. You're meant to be the hardest one in the family. And you're crying. I'm going to take over. Solo starts laying into the Usos. You know, Roman eventually snaps out of it. They both start double teaming. Solo goes to put fucking Jimmy through the announce table. He goes through that. And then we get Roman left all alone, boys, in the middle of the ring. Usos, super kick party all over the place. Jay goes up top, splash off the top, and we get the one, two, three, and this place come unglued, Benno, at this first time. Roman Reigns has been pinned in three and a half years. Also a call back. Sorry, we had the kick out, sorry, with the low blow. Missed out getting excited here. I'll say I missed that in the thing. That's a call back to the Clash of Champions show three years ago. So there's a lot of story in the match here, Ben. There's a lot. Jey Uso, first man to pin him. Jey Uso was the first man to pin Roman Reigns in WWE as well, 10 years ago. So they're going to hopefully lean into that as part of the story. And then afterwards we get the big Uso party boys, because I was speaking today, my main man, Ben Away Days, Ben Corrigan on Twitter there. Ben, it was like, a, it was like, how good is it? After the show, the Usos, everyone was singing their theme tune and just doing the bounce like that, just fucking loving it. And it was just amazing to see the Usos being brought up to the main eventers and everyone in the arena buying it, enjoying it, going along for the fucking story. I loved it, Ben. You're not going to convince me. I'm, uh, you know, and I'm not just saying it because, like, you know, I was dead or I'm forcing myself to like it. It was none of that. It was everything. I, I'm getting goosebumps now just being that at the end. And I love Roman, but I knew, you know, Jay was going to win. It was just everyone just having a good time, Ben, that carnival atmosphere at the end. And everyone in the building wanted to see Roman get pinned, and he did. So, yeah, I fucking loved it. To, to the surprise of no I one. Gonna, so, yeah. I mean, one, no one's going to be surprised, and two, I don't think anyone agrees based on that. Yeah, I know. This is it. I, I was looking through it, and everyone was just fucking hating it, but that's where, like, I don't know. Oh, well, like, not, uh, I, I know yeah, what the heart loves what the heart loves, man. It's all yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, where I, I don't, I didn't buy the finish. Where, like, if you pin both of them, like, that, I just don't think that was going to happen. I just don't buy it. Maybe he sold it though, Ben. He sold it well on the pre-show, apparently, and on on the twi- Twitter, Twitter, and that. And I didn't everyone buy they it. Really did, Ben. It was a big pop. That I think they popped. Huge. I don't know if they yeah. thought it was the finish, but they popped. They did. They did. And then they were chatting bullshit. They were chatting bullshit. <laughs> they were. Uh... It was. It was loud bullshit. They thought that was the finish. That's that's a fact. Yeah, okay. Well, well. I anyway, <laughs> I didn't. I'm not sure many people at home did. But anyway, like, I, where I'll, I, I, I agree with the chat. I agree with most people who watched at home. I thought the vast majority of this match was boring. Where it wasn't boring was this from pretty much around that point just before it and into the finish. The way they separated, you know, Roman, all the stuff you mentioned there. I thought that was really well done. You could, like, all good stories you know where i'll give it credit it might be predictable but you could feel it coming you could say okay roman's on his own now solo's dead on the outside you know and and we're gonna go to the obvious finish for the story that uh that a matty is into or the new fans are into that jay's 
Jay's going to get this pin. Like, from that moment on, it was like, okay, that is clearly what they're doing here. And it's the right thing to do, too, if they want to sell that as a singles match coming up. So, all, all the credit in the world for that element of it. I thought, finish was done well. It was the right finish. It absolutely was a party atmosphere afterwards you know with, with the usos and like you say get the crowd going like it felt like it was at a at a hip-hop show or something like that like and it was the result i think everyone in this building wanted to see i don't disagree with that point either i think that's that's what people wanted that's what people more invested in the story me and jp want to see they want to see this you know this jay so roman reigns thing it's it isn't just you matty absolutely you know there's lots of people who do want to see that so they 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 are absolutely, absolutely the positives but yeah i can't talk about it without talking about the negatives that that, that came before it and, you know and the and the the melodrama with you know roman after the match i know you're not the cinema guy but you know people call him that cinema and it's like fucking come on like I mean, it's <laughs> his acting's not that good is it like <laughs> it's different for wrestling i think people are doing it on the wind up now because they know like it, hardcore fans it started off as maybe but I think people wind you know the hardcore fans up by doing it I think it's it's got to that point now because it's everywhere it's in capitals everywhere it's not just me with the capital shit and I've never used it it's everywhere on Twitter everywhere on the internet you look that's the it's even getting banded about on interviews like Helwani our, our buddy there you know interviewed the shows for the, for the show and they mentioned it on that so it's it's getting a bout of the bout life, but yeah, I just, I fucking, time in my life, Benno. You well worth the money. Yeah. I'm happy for you, more than anything, yeah. you know. <laughs> probably, yeah, you was probably, yeah. I mean, 3.25 for me, but you say, James. <laughs> <laughs> the same you know as what? Chef and Finn Balor, you got to go three no, and a half, Ben, come on. I'd probably go three and a half, because it is a very crowd-pleasing, and, and you know, you in the chat here agrees with you, mate. And I said, really well brought the points. Point, Fair point, actually, which is, you know, AW booked the Forbidden Door main event for fans. This one's booked for fans. Which one has worked out better? You would, you would probably say ultimately this one, like yeah. because it, I mean, it didn't have the the same sort of match quality expectations. But I can't get away from the point that as much as I enjoyed the kind of ending and the climax and as fun as that felt, and little bits in the match where I kind of thought, okay, that was kind of fun. And I was probably watching solo a bit closer because I was thinking, you know, this is a big test for him. Like, is he going to be credible? I, the issue is going to be the per- the next stage of personality. He doesn't have to show yeah. much personality. That's what I mean. He he's looks just an enforcer. Gosh, he though? Yeah, he looks he like he looks mean, looks the part. It's when yeah. he gets that more. You get yeah, a lot of mileage out of those shots where, because that was fun to watch live, he's just looking in the direction of the hard cam and they get those. It's kind of the same yeah. thing to response, but the, you, yeah. know, you read stuff into it, don't you? I think I, I, he's a success story for them, like coming out of that performance centre. It's genuinely like, imp- you know, good for him that this story was going on because he got planted right in it at the right time yeah. with his brothers, with his family, and it's worked out amazingly for him. Where he pushes on to is anyone's guess after it, but you can't can't call that element of it anything other You've got to do... Um, it's definitely the- Jay and Roman at SummerSlam, though it's got to be. Like, it's... Hunt- and That'll be the trial thing on SmackDown. It's just a shame that Roman's still the champion because Jay could beat him then. That'd be a oh, great moment for all of wouldn't it? Wouldn't you all be able to enjoy it? It's a shame he's not going to beat him because he's going to have to lose to Cody at Mania next year. Yeah, it's a real dis- uh, disappointment, that, isn't it? Uh- <laughs> I can't be arsed, man. Are we going to be treading this again? You really think you're he's going to beat him for the title, though? I'm not saying he's going to beat him. If it was yeah. me, I'd have... Do you think he will, JP? I think he will. 
Oh, I don't know. I think years. that's. that's they're gonna, I, think, I think they're going to. I want it, it to happen, JP. I want it to happen. I fucking hope it happens. I really do. But he's still I just don't so. think Come he on. will. Come on. But Benno, he's over make... saying about LA Knight being. He's fucking over. Right. No, but mate, this whole bloodline story to even. Like, if you're going to have a finale, this is the one you've put yourself in the corner and you've kind of got to deliver on it. But Can't start what... going all non linear cinema. <gasps> Really I'm gonna do it again. I'm it. not. I'm not on the wind up, Matt. I'm not genuine. Don't genuine. Be, no. I've, I've had a good weekend. I've had a great weekend. Genuinely <laughs> though, if Roman wasn't champion and the story was the bloodline is falling apart, yes, you would lose the element of Roman's first loss. Don't really think Roman's first loss should be to should have been to Jey Uso. I think it should have been to Cody. But we, we yeah, but it's a tag match. It's a tag match yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So that I don't. I don't that do all that. But I yeah. think if things have gone another way. And the you know this Roman's in a tag match main event again here on the pay per view. There's just I've been through it. No reason for me Roman should currently be champion. I know Todd Martin disagrees. You've got one man on your side there, uh, there, Matty. Good lad. He's a good lad. But I think the story's better also for this because then having been in that building, how absolutely for this story Jay is over. He is not in any universe world champion level guy. But for this story, a great. Mini ending or ending on the way to whatever else you're going to do would, would absolutely, I agree, be Jey Uso pin and Roman Reigns. It just shouldn't be for the World Heavyweight title. Like, that's the, that's where the, that, that that's where the, there's an absolute disconnect where I almost think R2 points into Jack there that, like, is the common ground there? Do you not, do you not think that? You, like, yeah, like. No, because I think the whole point of um, Jay winning, pin and Reigns, is for the title, Benno. Like for me, that's how you're saying he it's should be from without the title. It's not about the belt, is it? Yeah, but that represents that's Roman's whole fucking stick in it. He's the champion, and like you're saying he's he would have lost at table. WrestleMania. Yeah, but with that being the, you know, you're saying about him being a heel, quote unquote. That was your thing. A delusional heel can still go with that. Mm. Not for me. Not as Roman's character. No, he, he's the power mad. So he's got the belt to prove, and that's why it made perfect sense at WrestleMania that. They were the ones to lose, so we could have a go at them even more. That was just like a no-brainer thing. I don't know why people were arguing that. The that was like, what are now. you on about? Yeah, it's like, what is going on? We are though, because it's where we disagree, and this is what it's like, waiting for God, mate. A TV show, Benno, in ways to go or whatever. Like, it makes total sense. Like, and you're saying it would have made more. It wouldn't have. He's that pa- and when his family's all gone and crumbled because Solo's going to turn and they're yeah. going to have that match as well, he's going to be clinging on, which will make better sense that he's got no family, Heyman's probably be gone, and that's when he's most vulnerable, and that's when he might lose to Cody, yeah? But I'd have him beaten Jay. There's so many stuff you can do with it, Benno. That's why it's amazing. That's why and it's a team of mercenaries instead of the family. And JP, I don't know how, but the plan is that you're going to feel sorry for Roman. He's going to be this baby face, so Meltzer says. I wonder how they're going to get... A bit like Yevgeny Prigozhin in Russia with Wagner, how he tried to turn himself baby-faced <laughs> by doing this a tour on Fundamentally, it's he shouldn't know. He's the head of the table. Well, He's yeah. the delusional head of this family. He's, his power is slipping away from him. That's the segment on SmackDown this Friday that they're doing. Like... He doesn't have to be right. Like, that's that's where we differ. He doesn't have to be right, and I am the world champion. It's like this... It's this extra thing that shouldn't be there for the story to tell him. But we're doing... We're going... We're going to... We're going down we're going the circles. Again. Yeah, we're going around the circles. Oh, yeah. But I can't get... I, I just... But yeah. then, that's what I think... And I, I love it, because it causes, you know, 
I once again, uh, me, me line about wrestling, everyone's got different, you know, views, different opinions. We love it. We have debates. That's why we do these podcasts. But you still, I'm still seeing it every time, like on Twitter. The bigger, even Elwani asked Cody, how do you feel? It's like, get on with it. <laughs> move, it's move on four months down the line. Oh, stop you know, it. He's fucking Let off. it play it out, man, is now saying move on. No, I'm not having that. You're not having <laughs> that. Jedi, man, fuck off. No. <laughs> and I even said but, to you on the night, on. I am actually a little bit more confident now that they will have the patience to follow through and do Cody at Mania 40 because they're the news. That's the rumour to Meltzer. Yeah. That's why I'm shocked JP's bold and saying Jay, which JP, I, I hope so, mate. I, I'd what love that, do? but I just can't see it happening. Jay Uso is world champion. Like, like Simon says, you take the Usos away from this few. What are they? Like, what, what's a Jay Uso world title run without this? Well, we don't know, do we, Benno? You're not giving him the chance for it started. I mean, Shut me down. Think of it wouldn't have been something I would have gone with in the <laughs> first place. I'd have <laughs> gone with Cody. Here, yeah. I'm Ali, go down that road, I'll eat my words. My line to you was when we had this fit, one of our first big debates about it. I said to you, there'll be a stadium full of people in the JU Show the Roman Reigns match buying Jey Uso winning that world title. And if I'm wrong at SummerSlam, I'll be the first to come on on Spotlight and say I was wrong. But I can guarantee you, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You said it was the perfect time. There's going to be 60,000 people Begging Jay Uso to win that title. That's what it's all but about. Not, but my, my so, point is, he's, I mean, I know JP disagrees. He's not going to. And that's a. But, it, but, it, but you, said he, you said he couldn't heat Jay Uso up to do that. I said, he yes, he could. He can't. We'll see then. We will see. He can't. Yeah, but we will see. He's Jay Uso. He can't. But you said he couldn't heat the match up. Yes, what you said to me on Cody's level. Maybe it's not because it's mania crowd. You said he couldn't heat that match up to that and that it couldn't happen. If I'm wrong in five in four weeks, I'll be on here and say, Ben, I was wrong. But if you are, and, and if that them fans are begging for it, you've got to hold it your hands up. Because that that's level. Got... It won't be. And no one we'll really see. believes they want to see Jey Uso as well, champion. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But us fans, you're saying, we do. We want to see it because it, it fits the story. We want to give him a chance, see how he does on his own. <laughs> we, we love the Usos. We've had them for 10 years as one of the best tag teams. Give it a go. It's something fresh. It's something new. People beg for new and fresh. People beg for new and fresh all the time. We've got fucking Akada, Naito, Tanahashi. Jey Uso is your new and fresh. Jey Uso. (laughs) Fucking hell. Uso, Jey Uso is your new and fresh. No, but you're a single as a world champion. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm just saying, give it a chance, Ben. If it shits the bed, it shits the bed. You know what I mean? I mean give it a go. They gave Jack Swagger a chance. Like, uh, we could have all won. Again, all, all ground. Cody wins the title at Mania. Jey Uso gets to beat Roman at SummerSlam. You're making guys. You, you, you're winning in all aspects. Okay, I've just said to all the time, Cody is over anyway. All right, Jay's over. Cody can stay over. He's that wrestler. How many times we're going to say it's sympathetic? He's carries himself amazing. He can get himself out of that hole, and he has done because he's still hot, as you're saying. Every arena he goes to, he's the biggest over babyface. So it didn't hurt him that much, did it? He's fighting Brock Lesnar in the trilogy. He's still fucking over. I'd understand if Cody was getting booed out the building. I'd say, you know what? No, then? He's keeping his head above water. He is. Yeah, I would have said to you. I'm not, but I would have said to you, you know what, Ben? Maybe because he's getting booed out the building, he's still the biggest over selling the most merch face, so it hasn't harmed him one fucking bit. It's it's That's just not it's true. sound. That's not true. That, that it hasn't, hasn't harmed him one bit. <laughs> How was he? <laughs> oh, Ben, no. It feels like I'm on the podcast now. It feels like we're in ours having a bevy. Fucking hell. He missed the peak of the I like it when mummy and daddy fight. Uh, he so didn't. Well, it's not. It's all good. And we'll see you see at SummerSlam and we'll see at WrestleMania how it goes, or in the meantime, if solo. Who knows? But that's what it's like about. Like Ewan says here, are we measuring this? If, if Matty's right, crowd decibels in the bill. I don't think that's the bet, though. Yet the crowd, the story's hot as fuck. And this is where we, you know, 
they, they have they have turned things around. I don't. I will absolutely not work, work, walk back my words of that. Three dead million. Period after that what we're going with numbers, man. Three yeah, million. Sure. Well, I'm not going to walk back my words of that dead period after Mania because the story did feel dead. They've pulled it yeah. back. Absolutely credit to them. And it has wor- these segments of works. Segments on Friday is going to pull a great number two. Like, you've got to give them credit for that, absolutely. <laughs> but the but don't say it again about Cody, lad. I don't want to hear it. Because it's been four months, it. apparently. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Ben, you, we are talking about time all the time. Four months, might as well be four years ago. Okay. In this life mm. we live now, mate. Just never say let it play out to me again, because I know what let it play out means now. <laughs> as I say, in all seriousness, mm. for me, it hasn't hurt Cody. He's still over. He's still the number one actor on Raw or whatever he's on. He's... He's he's doing fine. Let's, let's, but he let's could be the main man world heavyweight champion, which is another level of it. And could Roman could well, they could have given him that with them. Maybe they'll do it next year. Um and there'll be a reason they do that at WrestleMania because that will elevate Cody to, to that next even higher tippy top level. Um, so do you think Jay hasn't got a chance? Because JB, I, I love that that boldness that you years. think Jay. I, I know I, I don't I, I don't think it'll happen. I hope it does, Ben, but it won't. So JP, I'm I'm glad you've said that. You know, fucking love that. I'm not that invested ultimately. Yeah. I'm have yeah. to say. Like, I mean, fundamentally, if he doesn't win, I'm not, I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'll, I'm like, not, it would just be the thing for me. It's just like, it would kind of say, well, is this, this is the point you're going to. It would, and you've kind of delayed what would be an, a massive, obvious direction to go in. There would have been a kind of crowd pleasing direction as well. And he still could have done all of this stuff. That's the So point. what are we doing it for? If we don't do it, then we have to kind of put the title on him. Otherwise, it is like <laughs> the issue is with this is that if you're ever going to pull the trigger on Jay, so you kind of have to do it now. I guess otherwise, that's you, you can't. Yeah, yeah. So ever, ever again. you're forcing it. And can I see a situation where he wins it and then by Survivor Series or whatever, of course, he's got it back or by the Rumble? Yeah, I can easily exactly, see that Benno. Happening. There's been but, a long title reign. You could flip, you could flip flop it in three months, and that wouldn't be a problem at all. I will never see on my telly. Never see on my telly Jey Uso standing there with those three belts on there. Record that. On the ground. <laughs> and Triple H has lost his mind. There is no chance. Like, there is no sound clip. I agree with you on that, Ben. I agree. I don't and think it'll happen. But I hope, but I hope it does. Be good. No, I hope it does. But I, yeah, no, well, oh, I'm not saying it's be better. Good. If Jey Uso wins, of course, if Jey Uso wins, that's my perfect no, ending. Not if he's world cause... champion. If he beats Roman, it'd be better, wouldn't it? No, if he's world champion as well, it it, be, it, it takes everything away from Roman. It does, Benno. No, <laughs> you really want to see Smackdowns with Jey Uso as the champion, do you? He'd be over, mate. He'd be over. This is the peak now. And yeah, the, the match is going to be hot. I don't I don't necessarily disagree with that. They've, they've reheated up the story loads. And yeah, credit to them for that. They get more mileage out of it. suppose the true test is going to win. We come round to Mania 40 if, uh, yeah. if Roman beats Cody again there. <laughs> which oh, I'd, I'd retire from everything. I'd just laugh my head off forever if that happened again. Oh, uh, I'd love it. It's not that far away. Maybe they can get there. But yeah, I, I mean, Ewan says it. Joseph with a Kofi run with the badge. Yeah. I suppose that suppose that did happen. So mm. still no though. No. <laughs> Not after they built it's just a that's the other thing. It's a waste if they built it up this it's it's a good story beat for Jey Uso to beat Roman. But if you've had Roman as this amazing and he's been amazing heel champion, this 
business change in heel champion. A lot of a lot of people in my position, Matty, don't want to admit that that he's a business change. Oh champion. yeah, oh he, he gets glossed over. Yeah, he oh is. yeah. I, I I I don't want to become across as the guy because because I, I like him to mention all the time. But he's the glue in everything, Benno. He's the reason but why everything's happening. To do days. all this and to not use it to make a, a genuine top line babyface, and instead make Jey Uso is crazy. It's crazy, but I don't think we're. Uh... <laughs> I'm not trying to have the last word. That's just the last thing I've got. No, of course. Do you have anything no, more to say, Ari? No, I think we've covered it all there. There we? we go again. Another YouTube video um, sorted. <laughs> I'm sorry if this like bores listeners or whatever. So you know, but it's you are talking about current stuff. So you know, ah, there we go. Ah. So yeah, and then the show ended. Everyone um, partied into the streets. Matty was a very happy man. We went back to pub, um, <laughs> took over the table in the corner. It was good stuff. It was, Ben. It was. And then we, as you say, we talked about it before. I don't know if it was on the pre-show, though, where we tried to go into a rowdy pub. <laughs> and we, it was the end of the night on that as well. <laughs> oh, you'd be well up for it. You know, you were on your Coronas. I thought you'd be uh, yeah. wanting to party. <laughs> it was quite civilised, wasn't it? Back to the, uh, back to the hotel. It was. YouTube, on the way back. Yeah. Said hello to, uh, to Sean Rassap for a bit, as we talked about in the, uh, in the pre-show. Yeah, it was at a... Uh, it was a fun night. Um, anything more from uh, from the show from your trip to London? You got home okay? Yeah, just, you got uh, got back. Yeah, I say you. you I, I, even though I was worried about you when you text that you got on the wrong bus. Yeah, but, but I've done this once before as well. Like it was like, oh yeah, that's. Why did bus. you make that call, Bello? Why did you make the bus as a call? Like it was just that the tube had stopped. The Elizabeth. Oh stopped. right. Oh yeah, sorry. So, yeah. we jumped, okay. so we were supposed to be going to Romford and we got whatever, but M fifteen maybe. Just in the wrong direction for twenty five minutes before we realised. Was the Uber oh, steep? Oh no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot to, to see the tribal chief here and it was on a ticket. It was on the Uber. <laughs> Not just the me then. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was very lucky with uh, with where I was at again. See the pre show for that. But yeah, worthwhile Matt. I'm glad to, again. Despite where we disagree, I'm just so happy you got to be there for it. Like, oh, yeah. nice one, man. No, nice you. one, boy. Everyone in, I've got to say as well, like everyone in the Discord on Twitter, thanks for your kind words. Like, it, it does mean a lot because, as you know, Ben, I've don't branch out on my own much, you know what I mean? And to do that was a big step for myself. And I couldn't, as you said earlier, I couldn't miss this. And everyone's been helpful and glad that I, I, I sorted myself out. So thanks to everyone. And it was brilliant. But I've got to mention my breakfast for Gareth because he'd be listening <laughs> intently to this. I was, well, get so I had to be out the hotel by 10 a.m. Early checkout, JP. Wasn't happy about that. Shocking time for checkout. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought the first place to see, I'm getting a brekkie because I know my route. I'm not going to go off route. And it was an alchemist there, chain bar. And it was like 13 quid for a brekkie. For breakfast? Yeah, it's the first place you've seen, JP. So 12, about 13 quid. You stag as well, didn't you? Wasn't that where you had breakfast the morning? Oh, maybe you weren't there. I didn't go for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was not, it was nice enough. Not because the, the woman brought it over and he was like, look, one piece of lovely sourdough toast, but you know, that like homemade small piece. And I said, come on, love, I need, I need another extra piece of toast here. I can't be having that. <laughs> And she brought another one out for me, to be fair to her. I bet you would have loved this, so far to you. Me pot of tea comes in this big, fancy fucking, like, garden fucking water in the plants thing. <laughs> Loose tea, filtered tea, Ben, I hated it. I was like, where's a fucking, just a normal mug of tea, yeah? Filtering me tea, got a small little fucking mug. 20 quid, it cost me all in, but... Oh, no, Ben, oh, no. I wanted an old greasy spoon, fucking silver, fucking... You ain't getting that in any mate. <laughs> yeah, I know, no, I know, yeah. I realised where it was, but, yeah. As Gareth will be happy now. He's <laughs> trying an exploding cocktail at 10am. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to celebrate a move, wasn't he? I was, you know, and yeah, just had a great time here. Ben, what a trip. And yeah, so glad I've done it. One of the best things I've ever done. And just, yeah, so happy. Amazing. Glad I got to experience some of it with you, mate. Yeah. It was, uh, it was good. But yeah, my, my trip wasn't over there. I obviously had the Sunday as well. I'll get into that in a minute. But before we do, while we're on the WWE stuff, um, do you want to quickly? We we, we didn't talk about it early. Quickly talk about obviously the the death of uh, Droz this uh, this, ah, this yeah. weekend. Um, JP, um, yeah, sad one, isn't it? Everyone obviously knows yeah. the the story, and um, they always are when you you talk ages like this. But yeah, proper caught me by surprise. I think it was on the way down to London when I um, when the news broke. Uh, I know you mentioned it a little bit. We were recording, this, maybe we were recording the weekend on. show. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah, did you talk about it on the show? I actually haven't heard. Sorry, you did. Host, um, but yeah, um, generally uh, off. I don't know if you got any more thoughts on it. I mean, I mentioned some things today in the daily update as well, because I know that there's like a foundation that have asked for donations rather than flowers and gifts and things like that to go there, which I think the thing is with him is is if you were a fan in the Attitude Era, he is kind of integral. He is like, because obviously there's beyond the mat, there's the association, yeah. he's going to puke. There's the fact that that was the thing we heard about when he came in. There's the LOD 2000, which is the kind of very much the tail end of their careers and stuff like that. And there was like, they were keen on this guy and he'd been in the NFL and he'd had this kind of career and it's, it's a freak accident. Like we spoke about on Friday, mate, that it was a freak accident um, that it happened with like D'Lo Brown. He never, he didn't get caught up in bitterness and anger about it. Testament to the guy, JP. I mean, play that, to him because yeah, I, that, I can't say if I would have, if I'd been in that position, would I have reacted the same way, or would yeah. I have been angry about? It? Would I've held on to it? I don't know. Like perhaps I would have done, and it kind of showed you better man. I mean, he only died. He's only fifty four. I mean, shame. which is a shame. I mean, it's, it's it's a young age, and it's and it's tragic as well because he had to live most of his adult life as a quadriplegic. Twenty five years, JP. Twenty five years, which is hard, and it's hard going on family and things like that as well. Yeah. But the impression I always got of him is what it's not the in ring stuff; it, it's the tragedy, but it's also how he kind of dealt with it afterwards as well. And you would see him around for a bit, and it's funny because obviously coming up to his death, I was like, I hadn't really heard anything sort of regarding draws or anything else because I still think there were like appearances he made. Like up and down the play, he kind of enjoyed that that bit of notoriety he got from wrestling. But he seemed like a genuinely good guy, and it's really tragic that he's gone. And and like I say, for a lot of us, even though as a wrestler, it's 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 not a career that we would be like remembering intensely. He's still part of that most successful time in WWE in terms of like the amount of people that they were kind of reaching as well in in that period. So he is. He is like one of these smaller figures within that, but he's always someone that people will remember. And it, and it's really sad because, like I say, 54 is no age. Definitely, yeah. It's a massive, like, it's a first, you know, it, it, it's one of those weird ones in a week when everyone's talking about injuries and, you know, risky stuff in wrestling. Mm. It is the, you know, well, I'm not the man to talk that. It's the first one I remember, like that, that big thing. And obviously, yeah, obviously the big effects. A gigantic effect it had on you know the rest of Draws's life, which is you know really sad. It was good that it was always good when you know you'd see him still pop up on stuff like he'd you know be yeah. like a talking head on like doing the documentaries and stuff like that. And he was always kept in the loop, wasn't he? Which I thought was a you know for a company we say a lot of negative things about 
there's a there's a lot of positives there as well. You can't talk about it without talking about the knock on effect on Delo's career. You know that's obviously yeah. you know a, a massive tipping point as well, um, isn't it as well? But yeah, I, like you kind of covered it there. I think the most memories people have them are the massive stuff. It's the beyond the mad stuff and the, the yeah weird skit in Vince's office where apparently his gimmicks that he can puke like yeah and he I don't know who knows what he might have become, but it was a he was finding his groove though before the end. He was, he was, you know, that's where Prince Albert come in, wasn't he? And like the act, he had that flamboyant character. He found this character that he was hopefully going to be. And they had high hopes for him. It, it, apparently, they had the high hopes for him because he was coming into his groove. But yeah, as JP said, just every time you've seen him in, in since the accident, what a positive guy. And that's the testament to the fella. So yeah, Godspeed. Definitely, definitely a, a sad one. So yeah, when that, as that, uh, that came through. And yeah, obviously, I, like I said there, um, as far as London goes, I was at the uh, the two two nine um, for Rev Pro um, as well um, on the Sunday. Couldn't convince you to uh, to stick around, Matt. Uh, unfortunately, first time I've been the two two nine in a good while now, like at least a month or so. Uh, maybe maybe not quite that long, but yeah, it was good. It was you know it's the the one thing I'd say about like those those Rev Pro shows at the at the two two nine. It's like it's the perfect venue. Like it is like obviously. You know, you and Joe JP had like that that attachment to the cockpit, and I think it looked cool on tape. You know, I'm not sure if that's a like a held opinion, but like I always thought it was like, oh, that's one of those fun little venues that I I would have always loved to have kind of gone to. You, know, you hear like Rev Pro Quill and talk about it in general that like yeah, there was no way they were uh, coming back after the pandemic, especially with uh, some of the rules and regulations they had there. But for them to land on the feet and find like such a good venue, like in the centre of London in the two two nine, like it was a sh- like a fifteen minute walk from Tottenham Court Road. We, we kind of just wandered down on the uh, on the Sunday afternoon. Like I think it's vital. They've obviously got like their you know their live in shows in Southampton, and they'll come up to Sheffield. They do all these other shows, but the two two nine feels like it's replaced the cockpit as that you know that staple, almost almost there. I know it's monthly, but their weekly TV that builds up to the York Halls. They feel yeah. canon in a way that maybe those lesser shows don't always. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that. I mean, it's funny. I have to say it's for shame. I've never been to the 229, which is amazing. And it's not like some sort of like, I'm just pure, I'm a cockpit guy. And, and that'll be it <laughs> to the end of the time. But it does look like a good venue. And like you say, just getting venues in that part of town, because it's near Great Portland Street, isn't it? It's around that way. So that's like, really virtually impossible to find anything that would even be reasonable rent-wise. And they seem to, is it normally around 150 they get? So it's slightly bigger than the cockpit. I think it's a bit more like kind of open well, space. You had mentioned for this one. Oh, 200. I mean, that's good. I mean, when they go even to Sheffield, I'm not sure they're doing 200. They put on some good cards, but it's, it's a great testing ground. And I think it, the good thing about it is it doesn't have the pressure of say, if they have to do stuff on an Epic Encounters, and I think between that and the, when they're in St. Neots and when they're doing the sort of smaller spot shows, it's really crucial. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, you've been saying in the chat there about the bar prices. Though I wasn't so bothered about that. It's London. I, you can't get a pint for less than five quid in Liverpool anymore. So it is what it is. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing anymore, is it? You know, oh, it's, it's 
two pound for a pint in Liverpool. No, it's fucking not. Unless you're getting a shit carling in a crap pub or you're in the Weatherspoons, it's uh, not happening. I was I had a few nice uh, Wolfpack lagers um, in the two three nine. Big uh, big fan of that. Very uh, enjoyable wrestling tie in as well. Don't know if that's the reason they uh, they have it on the bar, but yeah, I was impressed by it. They have, the house lights were up, so it like uh, I was joking. to me it looked bigger, but it was just literally they turned the lights on. Um, great production uh, technique there from uh, from Rev Pro, but no look. It's a great, it's a great venue. It felt packed. All the seats were taken. We were a uh, kind of a uh, standard at the back, and yeah, it was just a fun show. They streamed it on the um, on the underband. I know uh, Andy Ogden mm. really enjoyed it. Obviously, with the, the limited time, I'm not going to go into it in too much detail. I thought the opener was really good. Wild Boar and, uh, and Connor Mills beat uh, Robbie X and, and Luke Jacobs in the opener. Luke Jacobs like twice the size he was the last time I saw him. Like he just feels wide. He's look. He, he has started to look more like. A grown-up wrestler like him and Ethan Allen were always good as the young guns, and we were boosting them. Mo- I mean, most of it's the Ogdens, you know, boosting them, but like we yeah. were kind of echoing it on on our stuff when we'd see them. You know, go back to you know Tetsujin and stuff like that, and further back, you know, they were. I always say it, they were one of the the last one to watchers I want to do for for Fighting Spirit Mag, but there was always something about them where it was like ah. Are they pretending a little bit to be like you know that these kids playing strong style Japanese style wrestler if you know what I mean and like there's just a switch has flipped it feels like with with, with Jacobs and obviously unfortunately Ethan Allen's been out but Luke Jacobs has been you know working this entire time since you know they had the Osprey kind of association slash feud in Rev Pro which I think has gone a long way with him he's just had reps. And he started to feel more and more comfortable in his own skin as like a proper, not quite a man yet, but like mm-hmm. his own man at this point. To the point where it, you know, we'd have those conversations. Oh, New Japan should pick them up, and they were probably a bit with how young they looked and you know all of that. It was probably unreasonable to expect that to happen. At this point, I don't think it's unreasonable. I genuinely think like Luke Jacobs could do could make that jump. Um, he looked, he was. He just stood out in the match as far as like his execution and stuff. That that uh, sit out powerbomb thing here he does in there. Just everything he does just looks tighter, smoother. Just yeah, he's moved to that next level. Definitely more of a yeah, he bosses the ring more of a, a charisma about him. Um, I said in the chat there, yeah, he's got filthy Tom Waller at uh, at your hall next <clears> week. I'm, I'm gutted I can't be at your hall. Like that is unfortunately the same day as the GPW anniversary show, which we were uh, plugging <sighs> in earlier on. It's devastating because I. It's not a reason I don't want to be there for, especially uh, to see Leon versus Will Ospreay like Leon Slater Will Ospreay. That's a uh, that's a match that would talk me into any building. Um, but on the undercard, yeah, that's a that's a solid match as well. So yeah, just generally walked away really really impressed um, by him again. JP, I'd say um, like the the second the second match they had the, the typical James Mason comes out, you know, traditional British technical style wrestler in there with remember this name JP Jordan Breaks. Um, yeah, that's the last time we saw him. Like Riptide, like Riptide. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know Red Pro been doing stuff with him, and he's got the the Zack Sabre Junior match coming up for York. But mm. felt like he dropped off the face of the planet during um, you know the pandemic and everything. And you know, I, I always thought it was, you know because he's named after Jim Breaks. I was wondering whether he's going to come back under a under another name. You know, with that new story. But uh, it was nice to see him. You know, it was a you know not flashy. You know, second on the card, like you know, technical match, but in a maybe a more traditional British way. But yeah, it was nice to see him again. He's yeah, but he, he always offered something different. And on those Riptide fans shows, I know you're a yeah. big fan of him, JP. Yeah, he's young enough as well. Like, and it's very sort of like he, he, there's a lot to be undiscovered 
about him, which is kind of like the thing we're learning with with Luke Jacobs as well, of one of these guys who clearly had a bit of talent, very, very young, and he might well have just thought, I need to work. I can't be doing wrestling at the minute for whatever reason and, and everything else. So I'm kind of glad to see him back, and I think him, the match against Zach is kind of classic Rev Pro booking. You book someone who's kind of similar to the person you're going to put put them in against, but just at a slightly, obviously at a lower level. And the idea is to give them the credibility by him being in there and being able to kind of work a technical style match with Zach. So I'm happy he's around. I'm not expecting him to get to the top of the card, but you're using him like, it's the one thing you would claim then in that case with Rev Pro very much so is when it comes to that younger British talent and how they use them, head and shoulders above everyone else in the country. And you're going to mention someone else who's not really been on our radar. I know you were you were Ooh, buzzing that, about it. Well, like um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, before I get there, I will say from the undercard, what I also really enjoyed, subculture against Lycos Gym. And I know it's a mm. meme that I hate the Lycoses. You know, I'll call them the Lycos twins. It's become a whole thing. It's like big guns, Joe. I feel bad now. Um, but like, I don't, you know, we've done the arguments, Joe Nelson, should he be kid Lycos to death, whatever. But as a match, really enjoyed that. I thought, like, I was saying this to Steph in the building, like, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews, like, you can, when they come out, you can see that for everything we said about NXT UK, there's a, we've been to a version of the show about them. You know, there's, like, a polish, there's a timing, there's a, just, you can tell they're an, another level, even though I enjoy a lot of the young wrestlers on this show and the older wrestlers in the James Mason. There's just something extra about them. They are... With I think RevPro have been really smart about which NXT UK cast-offs they use on their shows. I think this is one you do because they they're absolutely they're over. They're really good. They offer a you know it wasn't I thought it was going to be the first half main event that was Leon Slater and Callum Newman, which you know people were doing you know literal somersaults about. Um, Andy Ogden was watching that on on the stream and absolutely loved that as well. That was that was a great first half you know main event. But I thought Subculture and Lycos Gym was actually probably my favourite match of the show until the main event. Um, I thought it was just a really, really well-worked, you know, fundamentally good tag team match. I would like to see, you know, a bit of development in Joe Nelson and he moves away from that gimmick with Lycos Gym, but they were a solid, like, opponent for Subculture. So, yeah, I've got a genuinely positive things to we, say about Eric. Eric we are bigging it up on the preview. Yeah. In fact, about subculture as well. So if you want to hear mine and Matty's thoughts yeah, on yeah. that, we, we go into him, go into him there. But I agree with you. Yeah, you and backing up the uh, the Slater versus Newman praise there as well. Thought Danny Luna in high end was was all right. That was like a no contest. The, the one note I had about that is the ad, you know, because the women's divisions kind of been a bit messy with the titles and people in and out and all that. I, you know, I, I thought I thought Sky Spitzen who came out and she like into basically that's why it was a DQ. She came out and they were setting up the the multi person match for for your hall, which we'll be previewing on the uh, on the weekend show with Dan Luna and uh, and Hyannon as well. She did a really good job of cutting that promo of being like this is one of those like this is my division. I'm gonna prove it. I'm gonna beat you fucking all in the same match. And where F- Rev Pro is finally gonna have a proper women's champion is basically the way she put it. I thought she came across really really well. I was proper high on her as a just as a promo, I'd not really seen her do anything like that before. So, yeah, very much into that. She looks like a shit kicker as well, doesn't she? Oh, she's got she's different again. Another one yeah. that comes out, and there's something very different about her compared to uh, to the other people. And yeah, I would like to think she's going to win um, that match at, uh, at your call. But again, we'll do the full full preview for that on uh, on Friday. Uh, yeah, the only other thing other than the main events in the show, Trent Seven and, and Zach Knight, was kind of like yeah, heavyweight 
dads in the in the second half of the show kind of moment which is mad because like talking about this after the show Zach Knight like to me he's like you know because the Knight family and all of that you think of him as like a 45 year old or something like that but he's so fucking young like still he's still I say young but he's in his 30s you know what I mean I know he's desperately trying to get that and maybe desperate might be the keyword in some ways um that uh that aw shot you know he was on jericho's podcast wasn't he um like a, a couple of weeks ago um and proper proper putting that over as like you know jericho asking him about what he was uh you know what he wanted and almost pretty much saying you'll be in a dark match on the show but you don't even think it's a win like it goes back to like remember the documentary remember, remember the uh the night documentary it was on channel four and it was like yeah. just a you know, it it just always came across like, yeah, yeah, my sister's gonna be the star, but you know, he sat there drinking his his pint outside the pub, or like, you know, but the the passing me over, and I'm like the great one of the family and stuff. There's just that tinge of just it's a bit much, isn't it? You know, it's like, is it really this great story when your sister gets you a match on AEW? Like, really? Like, feel like he should make his own way there, type of thing. And it's a shame because he's a talented wrestler, and I think Ricky Knight Jr. is the one that we all talk about now. Um, and that's gonna be hard. It's your nephew and whatever, but yeah, um, just he's in a weird spot. I think in that, yeah, it, it's good. It's good to see Red Pro having him in this position on cards. Definitely him and Trent again, something different. A couple of heavyweights going at it, and you know he he looked a million bucks. I've got to say that if he's gonna be on AEW TV, you can see that he's ready for AEW. When he came out, Steph didn't even recognize him. It was like, is that really? Is that? He's like, yeah, that's him. Um, he looked great. Um, he looked. He's in the best shape of his career, but yeah, I don't know. You thought did Trent get the window, Bello? Um, Trent went over. Yeah, uh, Trent was yeah, on good, his. Good, he, he, did a, he did one dive off a stage where they got caught by Zach Knight. I was like, fucking hell, that's more effort than I expected Trent Seven to put. Yeah, in. Uh, I've, I've always thought mad that Trent Seven, the little he's one soft of your guys. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it makes sense. More. Yeah, what were you gonna say on the, on the nights, JP? Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I was cri- I was critical when they first came into Rev Pro because I always liked that Ricky Knight Junior was separate from the WAW stuff and whatever the Knights were doing it over there. He was his own man in Rev Pro and had his own stuff going. He obviously went with the natural story of like getting the family involved and it helped out in a bind when they had the whole title situation. But yeah, I don't know. I got mixed feelings on it. Like, I'd see what they can offer to a car, but at the same time, yeah, I liked when Ricky stood alone. I, if if Ricky Knight Jr. was heel and as a heel champion, and you've got to get for your, you've got to get for his uncle first and stuff like that as that kind of big heavy. But then also you can play into the kind of resentments he might do family versus family. In some ways, with him as a heel, it works so much better. Simply because Saray is a heel and a very natural heel at that. Like it, it would be the kind of direction I'd want them to go in as well. But just just through sheer virtue of them using him and using him regularly, it adds its own value in it, in a way. Because at least keeping him around, it means when Ricky Knight Jr. comes in, there is at least some sort of storyline you can plug him into that isn't necessarily the world title scene. Or you can, you know, you can go back I'd fully him. expect him to help, yeah, help him win the title. And you'd just be like, oh, okay, this is what he's, this is what he's done. So, I mean, Sorry, I'm fine with him. Hmm. Yeah, I'm fine with him because this is what Rev Pro are good at, is those kind of those career rehabilitations like you've mentioned before. Absolutely. So yeah, you know, that's a, that's another um, thing to kind of uh, keep an eye on going into the earth, the big show at your hall. And the biggest thing and my biggest takeaway from the show, I said it on Twitter, I'm a Leighton Buzzard guy now, uh, Leighton Buzzard and Michael Oko in the main event. Like I, 
ICW's a blind spot, I'm not going to lie. I think Brit Res in general is uh, a lot of our blind spots uh, these days outside of parachuting into uh, to Rev Pro or the odd uh, GPW trip I'm going to be uh, doing next week myself. But, like, I, I was so impressed by him. <laughs> he had, right, Matt, you'd love him. He's got a good bad look, is what I'd say. Oh. <laughs> he, he's like It's like an 80s good look and a bad look in, like, modern wrestling. But, like... And he's Does got he a terrible name. It, though, is he? As the, well, yeah. Got, I mean, he's got. A, I'll, I'll say as well. He's got a terrible name as like the Leighton Buzzard's a place. As the uh, was the the chant that was uh, that was going on the night as well. But he's got this proper like eighties like dyed bleach hair, like bright kind yeah. of you know, gold and red or whatever, like tights and. Just he comes across as a star. He really does. I think you'd really like him, Matt. Like just a shit talking heel. With just that little bit of extra character and a little bit of extra yeah. nose that you don't get elsewhere. I hadn't realized, again, this is how disconnected I am from the scene, that he'd been ICW champion. <laughs> and like, I think I also thought, just in vaguely knowing the name, he was Scottish. Turns out he's not Scottish. He just, you know, was in Scotland for ICW and was doing all that stuff. But oh. ICW was hot. So he went up there and basically, yeah, that's how he got his start. And that's where he's made his name, you know, on the network and stuff like that. But yeah, he's, you know, he's. Rev Pro been using him the last while. I think he's been, I just from seeing him this first time and having vaguely heard his name before, I was blown away. Just uh, apparently he's a, a bit of a theatre kid and you can tell that, you know what I mean, as the way he presents himself and the way he kind of gets that character over. But just as a shitbag heel, thought he was fantastic. Yeah, Ewan says here he's, uh, he's from Bristol and he was perfect as Oku's opponent here. Um, and, you know, we think the world of, uh, of Michael Oku on this, on this podcast. So he was great at, you know, in the uh, in the match as well, um, that's that's got absolutely said too. But yeah, it was um, a real opener for me. I, I I think he'd be up your street as well, JP. I'm guessing you've not mm. seen any of the uh, any of the ICW stuff or anything. No, none of it at all. But I was always aware of the name, and he seemed like he was a young guy. And the, do you know it was the fact that Rev Pro were bringing him in? I thought they wouldn't go to this much time and trouble to bring him in. Like and put him in this kind of a spot as well. Like it feel it felt like they were okay. Let's see how good you are. And it seems to be that he's sort of sticking the landing in terms of coming in. And yeah. it just adds depth. And that's what so many of these shows in Britain mean. If Rev Pro can go, actually, we can put on a three-hour show, which pretty much top to tail, you're going to see the best young talent in the UK, and at the same time, a few established kind of headliners. And then the big shows, you'll see the New Japan guys. That's a pretty solid business plan. Yeah, and you know, you talk about like adding depth, like big thing they really did, like in this is like they were playing like at the half time interval, I think it was, like some videos to kind of catch you up on like the few pre previously and why Leighton Buzzardoku was so personal, why they they did the big spot over like the um the merch table, which the merch table people didn't look very happy with. Um, a few drinks spilled. Um, one of them brawl all over the place. Oku, like uh, he said in the chat there, taking all kinds of crazy bumps. But they built it around, and I'll say the MVP, the other MVP of this match. And again, Michael Oku's amazing. He was great here too. Amira, like Oku's girlfriend, who was, mm. for my money, like, added a half star to the, you know, the, the famed York Hall match. She was a big part of why that Osprey Oku match worked really well. She was a big part of the story they told here. Thought it was a little bit on the edge. They did a spot where Leighton Buzzard and her were going back and forth on the apron and Leighton Buzzard actually slaps her. And like that was kind of like, I was like, fucking hell, I forgot we do that stuff in wrestling still. 
maybe that uncomfort was part of it, you know. I mean, as a trained wrestler, I'm sure the the spot was her idea. I'm certain of it. Um, but it really worked as a as a as a way to kind of get that more heat on Leighton Buzzard. It led to a to a bit where Oku got blinded and. Yeah, they ended up doing like a, a spot where he, he laid out the referee and like, but Amira on the apron and getting involved in it and it getting so personal really worked because what what they basically ended up doing for the finish was Oku going over with his with his half crab and just refusing refusing to let go of it to the point where the referee reversed the decision. One of those old school, you know, things you'd see in like WF nineties or or WCW nineties where they kind of, you know, do that do that whole oh, you know, he's it's not he's kicked too much ass, it's that it's gone too far and therefore the ref's gonna reverse the decision. But it works in both ways, you know, it gets over how much Oku hated him and it gets over, you know, the heel ends up winning through absolute bollocks means, which yeah, you can pay off down the line as well. So yeah, I thought it was really good. Like I love that match. Love Leighton Buzzard. Thought Oku looked great as usual. And it just yeah, maybe just sad that I'm I'm not going to be doing that going down to your hall. Um, because yeah, if the two two nine was if I lived in London, I'd be going every month. Absolutely, this is the the one Brit res thing where it's like yeah, I go and you know just see like the the stories as they de- develop month on month. But yeah, that your whole lineup looks really good. Tom Lawler's on there against Luke Jacobs, as we said earlier. Osprey Leon Slater, Zach Jordan breaks is on there. We got the women's four way I mentioned before. It's Alex Windsor who's the uh, the fourth one in that. Greedy Soul subculture was set up on this show as well, so sort of a bit of story development there. And Great O'Connor Michael Oku for the title. Um, that's as good a whole show as you can probably do with this this roster and and what they've got with uh, with Copper Box to come. Yeah, and I think if you get like a few sort of surprise run-ins and everything else, I mean they're they're in a good place. Like I still think in terms of the sales for the copper box, just one last point, one really point on that is I think as more match announcements become there and as people firm up their travel plans for going to um, all in, I think you're going to start to see that later buy for like oh okay, this looks like a really good card all round, and then you know. I'm, I'm hoping he does good numbers. I there's a certain to... number I have, as long as it beats that, all is good with the world. You know, and I'm sure, you know, there's reason behind it, but I do want to see more buzz for this Copper Box show, you know, going past this. Yeah. Like, they had the first match announcement. It just doesn't feel front of mind for most people in the way I thought a big British Copper Box show happening on the big all-in weekend would be. They need to grab some headlines, I think. I'm sure they know that too, but... Yeah, it just it does feel a little bit like we're in a bit of a dead zone here, where it's like, yeah, why would they shift more tickets? What is the, you know, the yeah, Osprey Shingo got announced, and that's gonna do great, and I'm sure they'll get great walk up and all of that. But I don't know. I think do think again, wherever the fault lies, they need to probably start getting going with and I'm sure they will yeah. announce some more matches. Just being the front page news, I think it should be that a British promotion is running the copper box. And like you say, I think there's some big match announcements. I mean, I know you mentioned bringing in Julia. Yeah, she there's wants pe- to come over, JP, doesn't she? There's I, people I of that. that ilk, interesting people, people who aren't on All In. If you're thinking about, like, if you're wanting to get the odd a couple of New Japan faces, especially because it's post-G1 where you're hoping it's a kind of a lull as well. But JP, she's a, a, sorry to jump in. She's a fresh mm, face as well, though. It's not like completely you're, fresh saying, face. you're saying all people they are getting in. That would be brilliant, that. And I think be. it's... It's something different. They have the possibility of access to being able to get her would be a really big deal. Um, and that's the thing that they have in their favour. And they tend to use it quite well and rather sparingly. It's it's what big names are they going to be able to kind of get in? Because I think that's it's going to require a couple of big names 
whether that's like, are you able to get in a carder? Just go hell for leather. Like it's that kind of level of person where you think actually you want to get them involved in it. <laughs> Rob might need to pull a rabbit or two out of a house, but I've got, I've got everything. Yeah. They'll, they'll pull it off. And yeah, I'm, I just want it to be more of a news story going into this weekend and hopefully it will. But no, I had a cracking time with the 229. I'd recommend it. And yeah, hopefully I'll be able to, uh, to get back uh, soon to a show. But yeah, with that said, we have, uh, with our current limits, I overran uh, a little bit there. So sorry about that. But uh, was there anything quickly you wanted to mention, JP? Um, before we do go with oh. it, where uh, Dark Side of the Ring is getting punted again. Uh, there isn't actually an episode. Well, it's not on next week. Yeah, so we can catch up, can't we, next week with the, uh, we want yeah. to talk the Doink episode. And what was the other one? Oh, Junkyard Dog. We're going to, uh, we'll catch up on, yeah. uh, on that next week, I think, as well. And a bit more of a, a quiet week. But yeah, strange week where we haven't really talked any AEW. Um, like I said, I haven't Collision myself. You guys talked dynamite on the on the weekend show. I talked a little bit in the uh, the Thursday news update. Um, yeah, collision was a show. If we do frank with you about it. Oh no, I'm like, not watching it. I want to see it. I want to see. JP, can bad. I ask you one thing though? Are you a collider? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you a no, I squeezed it in before today. I mean, my my main thing, and I do very very quickly because I know like we're, we're we're right at the end of the show. Like in terms of it, there was one interesting sort of production thing they did at the start where they had Hobbs, Dustin Rhodes, um, Roderick Strong, and Samojo all cut sort of promos with embedding music underneath. And you went, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. But I think outside of that, it kind of just felt like a show. Like you know, it, you don't want that this early. I was worried about that no. being taped. And it was just like being taped commentary, him just doing commentary. And it was like, clearly it's Jay White versus um, CM Punk that they're wanting to go to, but they've got Samoa Joe in the way as well. And they're not easy bedfellows. And it's just like, even things like Malachi Black and Drade didn't build on. Miro, another squash match doesn't build on it's the progression of these things rather Rising than just so many other basic things well but it's the week to yeah oh you can't wait to tune in next week they don't seem to be doing but again punk oh. joe i'm excited for that so i mean i'm sure yeah. maybe i'll have a different take than you jp wants uh wants to do so yeah. um regina is oh, will. It, not Saskatoon. <laughs> yeah well that's my bloodline so yes. mate. that's it uh, exactly fucking, uh, that's why i'm not like you know later <laughs> <laughs> but if it's shit i'll fucking tell you too so will i we'll see <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, we'll cat, do a proper catch up next week, and we'll uh, we'll talk the, uh, where we are with uh, with collision and everything. But yeah, unless there's anything else, anything from you, Matt, you wants to mention any plugs? No, anything? just once again, I had a fucking uh, great time. I've been on a must-see matches uh, last weekend uh, reviewing the Undertaker Mankind twenty-five years later Hell in the Cell. You know, match with that with the lads. That was great. And so, uh, episode of Shite coming up on the seventeenth of July. That be in the episode yeah. coming up <laughs> with me and Andy Ogden, where we're going to be. Uh, what is it? It's the ten worst uh, stables of all time, boys. So I have to get Andy to change a few of them, which we'll go into on the show. But okay. uh, all be revealed on that. So yeah, that, uh, that's all that's going on. I was on post wrestling's MCU later with Rich. Oh, Fan you were. As I didn't well, realize you were was, doing that. Yeah, which was we tremendous. Loved- we. Oh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And I got to chat Arsenal with him for the first 15 minutes. If you want to hear some detailed analysis of Kai Havertz playing in possibly the Granite Xhaka role, which he is inexplicably seems to be earmarked for next year, which I'll believe it works when I see it. Um, <laughs> things like that, we go into that as well. So, yeah, go to the Post Wrestling Cafe. Oh, yeah, I was on Alan Farrell's show on the torch last week. Another shout out for that. Didn't get a chance to, pl- to plug it much last week. But, yeah, that was... Uh, and go to the Patreon. And yeah, patreon.com slash grapple, best heels slash 
best wrestling video games we're, uh, we're going to be recording should be uh, this weekend but yeah plenty more yeah. to come always a great time to uh, to jump on at the uh, at the end of the month but yeah we're always on, on that note yeah we'll uh, we're going to join our uh, our patrons in uh, I think it's going to be a quick uh, quick post show here um, as we've uh, we've we've uh, we've ran a little bit late but yeah thank you folks for uh, for joining we had to to give uh, give Matty's uh, trip to London uh, the proper justice yeah, that's- and, uh, Thanks to everyone and you two boys. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, hopefully everybody enjoy. But yeah, me and JP will be back next week for another spotlight. We'll catch up on AEW. We'll catch up on Dark Side of the Ring and all be right in the world. But in the meantime, go forth, folks. Have a great week and we'll catch you again next week. Ta-da. Bye. Uso! Let's welcome these fools to the Uso Penitentiary. Bam! Okay, alright. Hey, let's get it, Uso. It's not paranoia. 